Hello and welcome to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. This week's episode is movie classics. Tony the Movie Guy is joined by Michael Bradshaw to discuss all of their hand-picked classic movies. Enjoy! Welcome back, everyone. It's Tony the Movie Guy with a brand new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. Hey folks, it's Tony the Movie Guy. All right, I'm excited for this evening's topic of discussion. Miss Money Any will not be joining us because she's off in Old Blighty. That's England, where I'm from. But I am joined by a guest and a fellow movie lover and fanatic, Mr. Michael Bradshaw. Say hi, my friend. Hello, my friend. Oh, there you go. That was very literal. All right. So, Michael, I'm excited to have you on the show because uh, you're someone I've heard about in the whole L.A. community. I know you work in, uh, you know, entertainment, TV, film. Um, and actually, you picked this topic, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. So we're doing movie classics, mm-hmm. which kind of expanded because at first we were kind of going to do like pre-80s movie classics. And then it was like, well, uh, how do we do that? And then I was like, oh, shit, we're screwed because yeah. I'm like an 80s and 90s kid. Um, so I, we tried to focus on, obviously, classic films that were pre-80s. But obviously, I think by virtue of our age, uh, you know, a good number right. of these films are going to be kind of maybe later as well. Right, right. We didn't want to be like all the other movie snobs you know this is our top 20 afi list you know that's completely filled with movies that people haven't seen or Or have no reason or want to see so but then again as you said this like i this is something that i've discussed on on this podcast which is the definition of classic which is judged over a period of time to be of the highest quality and outstanding of its kind Um, To me, that's fascinating because one of the things I always judge a film by is can I go back and watch it? It's rewatchability factor. There are films that people just love and worship that I'm sorry, I think are boring. And we Mm. may debate that in this list. It's going to be interesting. Um, I was just watching a movie last week, a, a little indie film called It's Kind of a Funny Story. I don't know if you've ever watched it. I've heard of it, but I don't think I've seen it. I adored this movie when I saw it 10 years ago, and I've seen it two or three times. And I watched it last week, and I was like, wow, it doesn't really hold up or stand the test of time so much. So it's not really a classic. It's still cute, but it with repeat viewings, it wasn't as good. Right, and I've I've had that experience before. I mean, a lot of it is... You know, movies that you really loved in your childhood. Right. You kind of watch them again. That nostalgia. And uh, you're like, really? <laughs> I liked that. Yeah. And uh, Many of those I know, still do love. One movie, one movie in particular, just as a side note, I used to watch a movie called uh, The Pirate Movie. This was Christy McNichol and Christopher Atkins came out in the 80s. It was oh, basically wow. a... I've never heard of it. A, a, a musical version of Pirates of Penzance, which, of course, okay. is a mu- musical itself. Right. And... Uh, I loved it as a kid. Yeah. You know, I was big into pirates and all this stuff. I tried watching it a couple of years ago. I couldn't get past five minutes. Right. It was that bad. And uh, 
I think it was disap- more disappointing than anything. It is, yeah. yeah. And that's such a huge factor to me in what makes a film a classic. Mm-hmm. So I like what you said, because, yeah, I don't just go by all the traditional expected lists. And if that offends some people, I'm sorry, right. but uh, these are our own personal lists. So sure. our format, I made a list of about 20, 25 films that I consider are, you know, it's my own personal pick of classic movies and i also really tried to look at films pre-80s as well um just to kind of widen the horizon for the uh, the listeners um and then you did the same mm-hmm. and that's what we'll be discussing as our main topic uh which i'm looking forward to uh but first of all i just want to talk about you a little bit because i know okay. you're an editor writer producer yeah. uh, what's the company you work for currently uh, I actually work for the Hallmark Channel. Oh wow! Right now. Yeah, and yeah. you've worked at Warner Brothers before, NBC. Yeah, you every studio except Paramount. I've worked at. Um, I've worked at Capitol Records. I mean, uh, I don't know if that says more about me trying to hold a job versus <laughs> me just being a journeyman. It's but, cool uh, places to work. Yeah, yeah, it definitely, definitely cool places to work. Definitely a cool industry. I basically got into it immediately after moving here from Arizona back in. 1998 so 21 years ago and uh i haven't looked back and now i'm in a pretty really a really really good spot with hallmark and uh you know it's very popular right now my wife loves those goddamn hallmark movies man especially uh, the christmas ones yep and it's starting in two weeks christmas is starting is that a crazy time for you it is. It is. Maybe not so much for me because I handle. I don't handle directly with the channels. Yeah. Stuff. So what do you do then? Uh, I handle more with VOD and. Uh, it's video on demand. Right, and and TV everywhere, which is basically watching anything that doesn't air on the actual channel itself. Oh wow. Uh, and I'm I'm pretty much in charge of trying to get everything up on time and. You know, we have a we have a new product called Hallmark Movies Now, which is basically a Netflix type product, which is basically just a bunch of Hallmark everyone's content. On that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's been pretty pretty big and pretty busy. So I've been pretty busy, uh, but Christmas is really a you know the linear channel. That's really where the we meat is. We watch about twenty of these ridiculous Christmas movies. Oh, and great. Uh, every now and then, a few of them are actually mildly entertaining. Right. My wife loves them all. Right. So well, well <laughs> every year, we, every year we release 30 new ones That's crazy. every year. So, and it's growing. So it's been, it's been a, quite a ride. That's awesome, man. Okay, cool. Well, you ready to kick this off? I'm ready. All right. So this is our top movie classics. You're the guest. I'm going to let you go first, Michael. Ooh, okay. Hit it. Uh, did we want to do honorable mentions first? No, we'll do honorable mentions at the end. At the yeah, end, for sure. Okay, got it. Time allowing, obviously. <laughs> right. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start with my second ten. Okay. So uh, these are ones that I decided to choose mostly based on, like you were saying, stuff that I really enjoyed watching. Uh-huh. Um, my first ten are very much more of the film snob film nerd list okay so uh my first one that i wanted to just bring up is probably uh one of my favorite comedies and that is mel brooks young frankenstein oh it's a great movie with uh you know gene wilder marty feldman terry gar cloris leachman kenneth mars peter boyle uh, peter boyle gene hackman has a cameo in it um and you know Mel Brooks, who's brilliant in his own right. I mean, the producers is hilarious. Yeah. Blazing Saddles. A lot of people yeah. claim Baz- Blazing Saddles is their best. Which I love, but see, favorite movie. So I grew up on uh, Mel Brooks. I'm a sucker for Spaceballs. Right. And Spaceballs. <laughs> but I don't know that yeah. I could get away with putting it on this right. list. I just right. watched it two days ago. I was like, I love this. Yeah. 
yeah, um, I thought about Spaceballs Young as well. Young Frankenstein is a classic. But Young joke. Frankenstein, just, I mean, just the, the Frankenstein joke is yeah. just, like, it makes me laugh no matter how many times you see it. It just, it just makes you and laugh. And it's in black and white, the way it's I love shot. It. I love black and white. Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful. It looks really beautiful. Um, you know, in my first 10, you'll see a lot of black and white. So, yeah. um, And Gene Wilder, man. I and he's love great. Gene Marty Wilder. Feldman with those eyes is oh. just... Yeah, it's just yeah. really, really hilarious and funny, and um, you know you can't really you can't really beat it. There's only a few, maybe on one hand, you could count the number yeah. of comedies that might best it. Do you prefer it over Blazing Saddles? I do. You do? I do like Blazing Saddles, but Young Frankenstein just I don't know if it's the horror aspect of it uh, versus the Western parody right. aspect of it. I love westerns, but um, I just Young Frankenstein. There's just something. Well, also, um, I mean, Blazing Saddles was so risque for its time. It was. Yeah, um, it was so you watch it now. Well. You watch yeah, it now. Of course, it's, it's like, like oh, yeah, you know, uh, there <laughs> are some the pretty park. funny, pretty funny, yeah. you know, skits in there. You know, yeah. wait here while I whip this out and all that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, just I just there's just something about that cast yeah. that just kind of blows you away when yeah. you watch it. Yeah, and I remember my dad and my mother who adore Mel Brooks sitting me down and. A screening Young Frankenstein for me when I was a kid. I was like, "What the hell is this?" Right. And as I got older, I appreciated it more. Yeah. So it's it's a great pick. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. I'm gonna go basic with my like first ten here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other way okay. and just do the kind of obvious ones because I have to. Mm -hmm. um, Lord of the Rings are my favorite films of all time. Just so okay. you know. Uh, Dead Poet Society is actually my favorite movie of all time. I'm just surprised that a lot of people don't haven't seen it. If they're not from, you know, what do you call them? Right. The millennials mm -hmm. haven't even heard of it. So that's kind of why I know it's very much my own personal preference. But sure. Lord of the Rings, I grew up reading those books. Mm -hmm. Look, Return of the King's my favorite, but actually I go back and forth. Sometimes it's Fellowship, sometimes it's Two Towers. It's a trilogy. Right. And yeah, Garrett Robinson, who's a mutual friend of ours. Yes. We have uh, discussed this endlessly. I mean, I've read those books five times. This is the only book adapted to film where I actually prefer the films for me personally. I, okay. I've watched them a hundred times and I'm talking about the unabridged extended editions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am pretty much in the same boat. You love it, the movies. Yeah, it's okay. actually the trilogy <laughs> itself is one of my, okay, you know, second 20, which would yeah. have been part of this conversation. So, um, you know, I, I'm not, Garrett Robinson level, uh, he, you know, he goes to New Zealand to try to get onto the film set. Stayed there uh, for several months. That's right. And then met everyone. Yeah. Um, on a but, fluke. But I mean, I have no qualms about uh, setting aside an entire day and watching all three extended editions, just yeah. one after another. I, I mean, do it, it just, every year. You know, there's, there's a thing about movies in general and sorry if this is a tangent, but movies are supposed to. We're all to, for tangents, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I'll reel it in. Right. Movies are supposed to, transport you yeah. take you out of your regular life yeah. and i don't know if there's any movie better at doing that than yeah. those three Lord it's of the all Rings movies. we were talking about my yeah. friends it's all we were talking yep. about the cast was pitch perfect yep. the epic level of fantasy the music i mean i music. still listen to that yep. soundtrack yep. on a loop it's still on, it's on my phone you know, um, I mean, the casting, Aragorn, Elijah, everyone, yeah. Gandalf, for Christ's sake. Uh, you know, it takes yeah. a lot of skill to direct yeah. a movie like that. And I it mean, won 11 Oscars, finally. Yeah. Well and, deserved. Uh, and and I, like you, I go back and forth between Fellowship and Return of the King. Um, I think Two Towers is still a great movie. Yeah. Um, 
but it suffers from being the middle of a trilogy. It has like, the like Battle most, of Helm's Deep. Right. Yeah. It's no it's not Godfather 2, right. but it's certainly better than, you know, any other part 2 that you could think of in another trilogy, right? Yeah. Um so uh, I it just everything is pitch perfect and the extended editions really are oh the ones God. to watch. It's, oh, it's yeah. very similar to Kingdom of Heaven and The Abyss, both of I which are great movies. I just saw Kingdom of Heaven. Um, I loved it. The director's I, I watched cuts. the director's cut. Uh, it make really the makes so much it better. a good movie. Yeah, yeah. There's a director's cut for The Abyss? Oh, yeah, and it's much better. It's much better. Oh, I love The, the Abyss original. is already good. Holy shit, I have to well, track that it, down. It actually, it actually uh, describes a lot more about the alien's motivation. Wow. And the okay. ending now is Now that's is a tangent. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. No, it's okay. I so, love the Abyss. But you should see the Abyss. I just watched Kingdom of Heaven, the oh, director's yeah. cut, it's over great. the weekend because I kept hearing that the director's cut was just on another level, and I it loved was. it. Yeah, yeah, it is. I actually didn't even mind good old mm -hmm. uh, little cute boy Orlando Bloom. He wasn't right. bad. <laughs> okay, we'll move on from Lord of the Rings just because okay. I've talked people to death over it. Okay. Uh, I'm glad you love them too. Mm -hmm. So your pick, my friend. So this one uh, is a science fiction. Okay. Um, and it is actually from 1997. Oh. So it's fairly recent. Mm -hmm. And it's one that kind of went under the radar. It was uh, kind of lost in the hype surrounding LA Confidential and Titanic that year. Uh, it's called Dark City. Oh, I've seen that. And it's yeah. uh, directed by Alex Proyas, who originally directed The Crow, That's right. which is uh, one of my... If I had a popular honorable mention, The uh -huh. Crow would probably be on that. I love The Crow. Um, and it's it's just, you know, the casting, I think, I think the casting was good. You know, Rufus, Rufus Sewell, Sewell yeah. uh, William Hurt, uh, yeah. Jennifer Connelly, Jennifer and Connelly. actually a very, very good Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland's excellent. And um, just, you know, you go into it not really knowing exactly what it's going to be. It's like a dark thriller, neo-noir. It's very yeah. much neo-noir, which into I love. Sci -fi. And, um, you know, it, it turns into something you don't expect. Yeah. Um, and the city itself becomes a character. And right. I love movies that turn things that you're not expecting to be a character into a character. Yeah. There's, there's a lots of different things. And most of the time that's with cities, right? So... Um, for example, um, The Crow, yeah. a good example, that yeah. city, which I think is not overtly stated as Detroit, but the city itself it is has a the character. Atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the same way. And, you know, you don't exactly know. Kiefer Sutherland just plays this really weird part, right? You yeah. don't know if he's a good guy. You don't know if he's a bad guy. And then um, the actual antagonists are just terrifying. Yeah. Uh, even though there's nothing really overtly horrifying about them they're not monsters they look like men but um you put together some of the nefarious things that they're doing and you start thinking what is going on here and then the payoff is actually really really great yeah the ending's fantastic so. that's why i love people's subjective lists um you know and it's funny when you know people get their knickers in a twist you understand that term here in america sure right? i do because like to me, like The Crow is like a cult film mm -hmm. and Dark City is almost like a, a hidden gem, it like is. an underrated movie. Absolutely. I love that you put it as a movie classic mm -hmm. and many people do consider it that. Like mm -hmm. if you look up sci-fi films, that is a film that is aged like a fine wine. But when I watched it in 1997, I loved it. Right. I really enjoyed it. So great choice. Okay, good. Again, I, I'm just going to go through my boring list. Star Wars, obviously. I have that as well. Empire mm -hmm. Strikes Back is like the masterpiece to me, but mm -hmm. I am one of those guys who I revere the original trilogy. Mm -hmm. 
I just watched a seven hour documentary on Star Wars to my wife's uh, huge chagrin like two weeks ago. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I'm a total Star Wars geek. Right. But, and, and I like some of the, uh, like Force Awakens I loved and so on. And I've got different opinions and other things, prequels. Mm. Um, but that, that original trilogy, even Return of the Jedi, I, I adore. Yeah. Um, what, what really depresses me is that you had to say even Return of the Jedi, right? Right. Uh, I actually love Return of the Jedi. People shit on it. Now, now, granted, the Ewoks aren't exactly. I love them. You know, they're not exactly stormtroopers, right? No. But I mean, you kids, can't really man. fault to George Lucas. Kids, you know, he's yeah. trying to do that. I'm not a huge George Lucas fan because of what he did with the the prequel, but right. um, but I actually really enjoy it. I think yeah. the three movies as a whole. I think an overarching story. It's very close to the Lord of the Rings, right? Absolutely. So Lord of the Rings as a whole, if you take all three movies and put them into one, right. is really a great epic and really, really interesting and fun. Yeah. And I think Star Wars is the same way. Yeah. Even Return of the Jedi. Right. Well, the thing about Return of the Jedi for me is a lot of people don't talk about it, but Luke Skywalker, his journey, yep. you see him as the badass Jedi mm -hmm. in Return of the Jedi. Right. Compare him to that beginning film, and, and yeah. you know, uh, but Taji Station to yeah, pick yeah. up some power converters. <laughs> exactly, everyone yeah. makes fun of that. Right, and at the end, he's just a total badass, mm -hmm. and I love it. And I, I like the Ewoks, man. Oh and yeah, yeah. It, anyway, good. So that's Star Wars again. Mm -hmm. I've done episodes devoted entirely to Star Wars, but they are they're science fiction classics. Right, right. Empire is almost a perfect movie, if not a perfect movie to me. The biggest twist, you know, it's just so damn I agree. good. I agree. Um, but I love them all. Yeah, I mean, I, I just the, the structure of that movie is is so well done. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that a lot of that is uh, not just George Lucas, but Irvin Kirshner, who, who directed it. Right. He um, actually does a really great job. I mean, Lando is a really great character. Lando Calrissian. Um, yeah. You know, and and they really, really flesh out Chewbacca in that, in that right. movie. Yeah. Um, it's just, it just all around is just really great. And it great. gave you, I love you. I know. I know. Yeah. You know? And great lines. It's tattooed on me. <laughs> My wife <laughs> nice. has the other one. Nice. <laughs> all right, man. Go ahead. All right. Uh, I'm going to go Hong Kong martial arts right now. Um, this is my favorite Hong Kong martial arts movie. It's from 1993, and it's called Fist of Legend. I've seen it. All right, this yeah. is Jet Li yep. at his best. This yep. is his prime. Um, basically, it is a uh, a telling of uh, a, uh, a kung fu master. I don't think it's kung fu. I don't remember what the actual kind of kung fu it is, but his name is Chen Zen. It's basically a remake of Fist of Fury, the Bruce Lee movie. Right. Um, I actually prefer the Fist of Legend one better only because I'm a huge fan of Jet Li. I mean, I love him. I um, love Bruce Lee. Yeah, too, and, and the fights, the, the fights are great. There's no special effects, so it, they don't have to rely on wires, which is the one thing about Hong Kong martial arts movie I, I don't, don't like really care stuff. for. I agree. And and he's very much a physical specimen. He's very small. I mean, he's yeah. like five four or something yeah, like yeah. that. But man, he can he can fight and he's intimidating and um, he just he just seems like and and you get to like him. Yeah. Right. He's he's you know, he's in Japan. He's he's um, studying there. Uh, he's met a Japanese girl and fallen for her. Uh, and he goes back to China when he finds out that Japan is is invading. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of prejudice because the Japanese are portrayed as pretty evil. Uh, yet he has a Japanese girlfriend and, um, you know, a lot of fighting ensues. Uh, but it's just it's just a great 
representation of the the genre that's actually been around for a very long time since yeah. the 70s right so yeah. um i i'm not so sure i mean most today's today's kung fu movie is basically the historical epic right, right? um so this was back when when you know this is historical but it's it's not as it's not as grand it's right. more it could be more of a personal kind of smaller movie yeah, for lack of a better time. term yeah, but i uh, enjoyed but it film. is it's a great great movie awesome and jetly is the man yeah it makes me sad i you know they posted this thing you know goddamn social media i don't know why i look at it of like right. you know you'll get sad when you look at what your heroes look like now because like he he had a bout of cancer or something recently and there are pictures of yeah. him he's i think he's on the recovery and mm -hmm. men now but oh I was like, yeah well yeah he's yeah, 60 yeah. yeah right all right man all right i'm gonna roll through mine the dark knight so The Dark Knight is, I'll watch, I think this is the movie I will watch more than any other movie. I have a problem. Like <laughs> I will watch it and then watch it again the same day for some reason. I, I'm, I, uh, do you like The Dark Knight? At I least, do. Right? It was, it's, it's on my Maybe runner making ups, your runner ups, <laughs> I guess you could say that it, it, it is the, the Batman movie, the definitive right. Batman movie to me, yeah. Um, where we don't spend any time really on the origin story nonsense that we've right. seen 27 many, times. Many times. Um, I, you know, as, as a fan of the very first Batman, I remember when it came out, and I love that too. But, um, yeah. but but the Dark Knight just took it to another level. Well, it's um, a great movie in its own right, yeah. it's an amazing thriller, and right. then it's just elevated by that performance right. from right. Heath Ledger, which everyone right. talks about yep. it's that's my favorite performance of all time in cinematic history I, yeah I'm that's very good it. yeah it's it, that's why incredible. it's hard for me to uh, to take jared leto and, right well he was know, bad but nicholson's amazing and, and then the current movie yeah. joker which is joaquin be interesting yeah i mean i i am gonna see it yeah um i'm i'm curious more yeah. than anything but from what i understand it's a different universe so totally so uh yeah. but but yeah dark knight was definitely one it's just a phenomenal yeah. movie. It's it's to me like the best comic book film ever made, but it it kind of elevates comic book films. It's just an amazing. Sure, movie. you know, I talk about superhero movies. Yes, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, I I struggled with one other superhero movie. Is it um, on your list? It's on. If I had, if I was going to twenty five movies, yeah. it would be on the. It's like the twenty fifth movie. You want to talk about it now? Or we'll mention uh, it later. We can. I just mention it. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I, I struggled. I struggled trying to figure out whether I want to do Winter Soldier, The Avengers One, or Iron Man. And See, I love all those films. I, just Guardians, but they're just, like the highest form of popcorn entertainment to me. They Dark are. Knight is like a different kind of. They are. You know, ballpark. So, so when you talk about what's the best superhero movie, right? I mean, I think Dark Knight probably should be there. Yeah, but. It's okay. It's your uh, list. I mean, Winter Soldier, I think, Phenomenal. should be very close up oh. at the top there, too. So, you know, it give or take, it depends. And, you know, we're, superhero movies are getting a lot of flack right now with what Martin Scorsese said. I know. And um, I mean, what's your take on that? I love Scorsese, but give me a break. I love Scorsese, and he ha his pedigree means he can say whatever the heck he sure. wants. We don't um, have to agree. The question <laughs> is, what is cin cinema versus what is a movie? Right. Because there's no... They're definitely movies. And I kind of see his point of view. This isn't like great cinema. This isn't stuff that, I mean, you know, Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture. Mm. But was it really going to win? No. Probably not. I think and, it was paying uh, respect to uh, yes, yes. the art behind I, I it. Just, I just don't, I don't think year in and year out, superhero movies belong in the Best Picture list, which would no, be considered 
cinema. Then again, but, you said it at the beginning because you said movies are entertainment. They're supposed to pull you into the world. Right. But you're right. That Look, there's different classes and genres. Right. I don't get butthurt over it. I actually get where he's coming from, mm -hmm. but also it. I mean, I that's I, why you go to yeah. the, the theater Most of it to is, be entertained. Is, my question is why even say it in the first exactly. place? That's well, all. You're, you, know. you said it. He's Scorsese. Yeah. He can right. say whatever he wants. True. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know. All right, man. Let's move along. What you got? Okay. Um, let's go. Well, let's go straight horror. Okay. Um, best horror movie I've ever seen. The only movie that still terrifies me, and that is The Exorcist. Really? Yeah. Okay. I got to hear your take um, on this. I... Uh, Several years ago, they re-released kind of a director's cut, uh -huh. and I saw it in the Chinese theater in, okay. in Hollywood, nice. and um, there's a scene where Regan um, bends over backwards like yeah. a spider and yeah. climbs up the stairs, and you could tell it was an obvious special effect, but it was just it just kind of blows you away. William Friedkin, the director, um, plays it very realistically. You know, it's not like... Friday the 13th. No, you have no, a, no. a hockey mask killer going out and killing people in the most creative ways possible. And yeah. this is, this is, you know, I, I, I hard, I, I struggled to imagine what it was like seeing this movie in the sixties nowadays when horror is such a big, right. big, big genre and so much has been done. I can see how some people, you know, it's kind of diluted, right? Yeah. It's, you know, it's been redone and, and rehashed several times. But if you just sit back and watch it and look at the way it's filmed, the way the, the lighting is, the the acting performances are so understated. Yeah. Um, and you, you realize that Linda Blair is, what, 12 years old in this yeah, movie doing fantastic. this stuff? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 just how and, in, you know, as, as someone that's in the business, you start thinking about, OK, well, how does she get into this place? How does the actress right. act this out? Yeah. Like with the pencil and the pea soup and the oh, the, yeah. the cursing and the the cross the cross and it's just <laughs> you know and it's it's just it's just amazingly phenomenal. Yeah. So it's interesting. Obviously, I've heard of this movie. I'm a huge movie buff. Horror isn't like a genre I adore, but I look for these classic movies. I attempted to watch The Exorcist probably about ten times until maybe I've seen it. Don't worry mm -hmm. now, but until maybe about five years ago, I finally so. I just couldn't get through it. The first half was so slow paced. It's a very slow paced movie. It is. That last 30, 45 minutes goes batshit crazy and is incredible. Right. But it's like a two, two and a half hour long movie. Right. So I had a hard time getting through it. I enjoy it. But that's, I guess that's why I don't adore it. Cause it was, it was hard to get through. Right. I, you know, and, and you know, this is 2019 sensibility. Imagine right. Absolutely. Watching it in, in 1965 yeah. or whenever it yeah. came out later in the 60s. Um, and it just is, it, I, I just think the audiences were blown away. Oh, I mean, no, were, it's considered an people absolute fainting masterpiece. and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, that was just, just crazy. Yeah, people were fainting and yep. being taken yep. out of the theater. Yep. It's a great choice, of course. Okay, I need to get through this 10 of mine because my top 10 is boring. Not boring, but right. they're just, they're the, the obvious choice. Sure. The Matrix. Just okay. watched it again. So did I. I saw it in the theater when they yeah. re-released it just yeah. a few so weeks ago. So did I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I loved it. That's great. The trilogy, eh, I have problems with. Although mm -hmm. I actually still find things I enjoy on them. But the first film was groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. I saw it five times in the theater in one day. That's how crazy oh, nice. I was. I was obsessed with this movie and I still love it. It's not just an excellent piece of science fiction. I mean, obviously the effects and everything were groundbreaking. Uh, and the story is just so 
out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, I love Keanu. He's not, right. look, no one's going to hand him an Oscar anytime soon, but he's great. But the film was to me groundbreaking. Yeah. And I actually have a little story for you. Uh-huh. Um, when I was in Arizona, I graduated from the university of Arizona in Tucson. And, uh, I knew someone who was a close personal friend of Keanu. Oh, wow. Um, this was 97, 96, 97. Uh, he was really into his band Dogstar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Dogstar. she I would tell me, she would tell me that he's really kind of down to earth, like we all know nowadays, because yeah, he's like really, a, he's a really dude. in the front of the public consciousness right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said that he knows that he's not the greatest actor, that he's not going to win an, an Oscar. But the idea was, if someone's going to toss him twenty million dollars to act in the Matrix, he's going to, he's going to do it. Damn right. And he is, he's. Um, improved considerably considerably as an actor i mean i think only arnold schwarzenegger has improved more in the breadth of his career right as far as acting skills go um and uh you know i'm so excited about bill and ted's three coming out next year bill and ted face Um, the music i you know bill and ted's was one i almost put on my list me too because it just it just kind of formed me it's one of my personal Yes. favorites but i don't know it's you know, a classic right let me be clear i will never shit on keanu reeves right. i love that's him that's good i love uh, him one too. of my most recent episodes was dedicated to keanu reeves right. and the whole keanu sense happening right now yeah. i adore the guy he's in five or six of like my favorite films yeah. that would be in the top 50 list right. so he's awesome and the matrix i mean it's just a classic yeah right? matrix i mean uh, i know um i am like you i i don't really care for the last two and i really like the wachowskis mm. i mean uh, they just finished doing sense eight right or one of them great did. lana lana yeah. just finished uh, and cloud atlas was a terrific I movie love that movie um but those two i mean when when your movie is only known for a giant rave it's i yeah. you know i i don't even remember how the matrix story continued past the first movie well because it sucks yeah. it's not a good story right yeah so but the first one it's very is good. incredible. I saw it opening fiction. night, opening yeah. night at the Chinese. Yeah, it was, phenomenal, it was terrific, and it, it still holds up today. Yep. Twenty years it later, it does. Yeah. All right, my friend, let's roll along. Uh, okay, so I have probably three more on this kind of very popular list. That's okay. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Bogart, Humphrey Bogart. Oh wow, which uh, movie? To have and have not. This wow. is a seen an adaptation of an Ernest Ernest Hemingway short story. Oh wow! It's about a guy uh, on I'm not sure exactly where some some island in the Bahamas area mm-hmm. I think that's that's French controlled during World War II, and he basically takes fishermen out, big game fishermen, uh, and he gets involved in Vichy France, which is you know the Nazi sympathizers versus the you know, the non-Nazi sympathizers, there's a prison called Devil's Island that's nearby, and uh, there's intrigue. But really, the, the, the reason why this movie is so great mm-hmm. is because of Lauren Bacall. So this oh, is the Lauren first Bacall. movie, the first movie they ever did together. Wow. And um, it, it just the chemistry is there right away. Right. And there is a very famous scene with Lauren Bacall uh, talking to Humphrey Bogart. That's all they're doing is talking. And, you know, she says something to the lines of, you know, you don't have to fake it with me. Um, You know, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to say anything. Oh, except maybe whistle. You know how to whistle, don't you? Just put your lips together and blow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's from this movie. It's from this movie. It's it's spectacular. I I can watch any Bogart movie past, you know, past Casablanca really is um, 
you know, Maltese Falcon, a Big Sleep, but to have and have not, which is probably not considered part of that Maltese Falcon Casablanca right. pantheon. Yeah, because I've heard of it, but, but I don't think I've ever seen but it. But it is, it's really terrific and awesome. so much fun to watch. All right, that's going to go on my list. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, good. Pulp Fiction is next for me. No, it's okay. okay. You don't, you're not a fan? I have a very strong opinion about Pulp Fiction. Tell me. So uh, back That's why I, I do the it, show, Michael. It's okay. <laughs> you're in a safe space. So when it came out, I was all for it. Okay. I was like, it's got to be Forrest Gump. It's got to, you know, it's got to win the Academy Award. Over the years, though, I actually believe in the last 20 years, it's the most overrated film of all time. Really? In the last 20 See, years. See, I've gone the other way. When everyone loved it. I didn't really get it, didn't really understand it, and it's a film that's grown for me. I just, I adore it. But that's you know, okay. I love Tarantino. Yeah. Um, I actually think Reservoir Dogs is much Incredible. better. Incredible. I love it. Uh, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, Django, Kill Bill Volume 1, I think all of them are better than Pulp Fiction. Really? The problem with Pulp Fiction is it had two really good sections that are surrounding a section that's not as good. Right. And... Um, it 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 was more of a stage play to mm. me with lots of big, overblown, violent scenes. I mean, it's very much right. like a stage play. It I is a stage play. Uh, yeah. So you know, growing up and going to film school and what have you, you kind of learn that um, story construction mm. includes progressing the story as much as you can right. there is so much dialogue in pulp fiction that doesn't progress the story mm. the whole conversation about the royale with cheese which is clever and fun I to listen it. to but cinematically it's not cinematic it's not cinematic to mm -hmm. me the the conversation in the diner at the end about uh you know uh, pumpkin pie or whatever you yeah. know about the, the what is it Rat might taste like pumpkin pie. Doesn't right. mean I'm gonna oh, eat pig. the motherfucker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A oh, pig, right? Because yeah. I don't eat. I don't pork. dig on swine. Right, right. Yeah. So, um, but see, you know, don't get me you wrong. Remember it? I can. Quote I do this movie remember. It. I, I do. I do remember the movie. It's not a horrible movie. Okay. I just feel like it's overrated. Yeah. So I disagree, but I respect your opinion completely. Yeah. No, no, it's okay. Um, I think the thing is. A, I'd never seen anything like it. And as I said, when it came out, I didn't really know what to think. There were certain things. I, I loved John Travolta in it as Vincent mm -hmm. Vega and mm -hmm. the music soundtrack everyone was listening to for months. Um, what's odd for me is it's a two and a half hour movie that flies by for me. Even though there's so that script must be 200 pages long or mm -hmm. 500 pages mm -hmm. long, actually, because you're right. There's so much dialogue and I can probably recite and quote all of it. It's just so rich and unique to me. And I, I guess maybe because it just paved the way for it. Like, you know, I mean, Tarantino says himself, he rips off all movies, but right. he pays homage to them in just the best way possible. But he merged and blended this own style. That is Tarantino. Um, I love his, I love a lot of his movies. I, for some reason, I can go back to this one. I've watched it twice this year already. I, I oh. can go back to it and I, and I, I always find something new out of it for the exact reason you just said. There's so much stuffed in it. 
You know, I, I hated that 10 minute monologue from Christopher Walken 20 years ago. <laughs> now I'm just mesmerized by it because I'm listening to every word, mm -hmm. you know, and, and then I kind of find it emotional. And then another time I'm like, oh, actually, it's a bit boring again. And then I go back. Right. I don't know. I guess that's why there, there's so much to it. Yeah. To be fair, I have met very little people that actually agree with me on Pulp Fiction. Oh, no, no. I know so, some who do, by um, the way. I, most people I know kind of look at me crazy when I say <laughs> that. Um, but, you know, uh, it doesn't mean I hate the movie. I, no, I don't okay. hate the movie. I still think it deserved to be a Best Picture nominee. Yeah. Um, you know. You, you have your opinion, yeah. and you have all the right to it. Look, on my podcast, it's something I talk about a lot. It's one of the reasons that inspired me to start this podcast is critics can just, like, it's like when people don't like something, they can just go on a roll about it or like get really nasty. I'm like, who cares? That's why there's a th there's right. thousands of different types of movies and genres of films That's for right. everyone. That's right. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it's all good, man. Yeah. Um, but you might want to one day try it again from a different perspective. Oh, How many yeah. times have you seen it? Because I've seen it about 25 or 30 times. <laughs> Probably not that many times. But have maybe... you seen it already like five or 10 easily? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, then yeah. you're probably not going to change your mind. Right, right. Because <laughs> if it's just one or two, you'd right. be surprised. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you kind of you kind of got to wonder. Why I mean, did you watch it a dozen times if you don't like it? I liked it, it back much. in the day. Oh, okay. I, I did like it back in the day, but as every viewing progressed, it was I like, got it. You know, I, I, can actually I, I thought it was a chore. That. It was yeah. a chore for me to sit through the Uma Thurman scenes. Really? It, it was a chore. Maybe not as much, but it was a chore to sit through the Bruce Willis stuff. Um, yeah, see, I don't think he's great in it. I yeah, will agree with um, you on that. I, I do love the bookend stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the the whole Marvin and you know yeah. the divine act of God, and then Must the, the diner a, and the bump or something. And, and, I shot and, Marvin and, in the head. And I I absolutely despise Tarantino as an actor, but I do like him in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, he is terrible as yeah. an actor. All right, we'll move on from Pulp Fiction. Yeah. It's all good. I I love that film. Um, and again, I guess that's why it's a classic because so many people still talk about it, whether they like it or not. Right. You know, so it obviously has legs. Right. All right, my friend, what you got? All right, uh, I'm gonna go western here. Uh -huh. Um. And this is my favorite. I'm a big John Wayne guy. Okay. I've seen most of his larger movies. Which one are you going for? I'm going for Rio Bravo. Okay. This I, I is, think it's one of the only ones I haven't this seen. This is Ricky Nelson, Dean Martin, okay. um, John Wayne. It's, Maybe uh, as a kid I saw it. If you've ever seen um, El Dorado. I've seen that. El Dorado is pretty much a remake of Rio Bravo. Oh, okay. Right. They're very, very similar. I've seen the searches um, and true grit. Searches is great. So, yeah. I, you know, thinking about Westerns and, and, you know, Red River and um, Stagecoach. Mm. And there's a lot of lesser Westerns that are really great for, for that. He does Dakota in old California fighting Kentuckian. And then, of course, he does all his war movies, which are great. They were expendable. Yeah. It's one of the best war movies ever made. Right. But I had to go with Rio Bravo. Um you know, Dean Martin, who is underappreciated, I think, as an actor, mm. um, was actually very good in it. He, he's a drunk. He's a drunk deputy. And, um, you know, the, the story, you know, it's got a, a younger Ed Asner as, oh, wow. one of the, as, as the villain. Um, uh, you know, it's just Anne Margaret is the, the kind of the love interest. Oh, very love much, She's very gorgeous. much younger than John yeah. Wayne. But, you know, when it's a John she Wayne movie, you just kind stunning, of man, forget it. Day. Uh, and it just it's just is is one of those westerns, and I'm a I'm a big fan of westerns, and I'm I'm kind of bummed that it's that westerns have kind of Died gone away. Yeah. Um, every now and, and then every they time, do a great one, right? And and 
the funny thing is you think about all the Westerns that come out and a majority of the ones that come out today are actually really good. You got Tombstone. You've got yeah. Open Range, which is amazing. Yeah. 310 to Yuma, 310 man. to Yuma. I mean, yeah. you Even know. Even Appaloosa, I yeah, like. Appaloosa, that? that's yeah. right. I've read the book. Unforgiven. I've read the book. Phenomenal. Unforgiven. So uh, it's just it's And a then shame. they do Magnificent Seven remake, and that was terrible. <laughs> well, they shouldn't be remaking. That's right. You for know. the fourth time. Right, right. So that's 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 my, Rio my Western, yeah. All right. Awesome, man. Okay, good. Let's see. Um, Blade Runner. Oh, okay. Not a fan? I need to revisit it. This is one of the films that I want to revisit okay. because I did like uh, 2049. Yeah. So 2049 will make this list as well soon yeah. because I, I was mesmerized right. by that movie. Right. And it's so funny that it had the same trajectory where it bombed in the theater. Right. The only difference was it was critically acclaimed. Blade right. Runner was commercially and critically a huge flop. Yes. And now is revered as like one of the best sci-fi movies of all time. Yeah, I think I think I was a victim or Blade Runner is a victim of when I was when I first saw it. Yeah. I believe I first saw it in the mid 80s. So a three. couple years after that. Three years old. And I had probably had just seen Aliens, um, James Cameron's <laughs> yeah, Aliens. I love it. I love it. And I love that movie. Yeah. And I saw Blade Runner and I was just like, Whoa. Well, because it's such a different type of movie. It's right. such a slow burner. It's so It's a moody. thinking man's yeah, sci-fi. neo-noir. And right. 2049, they notched that whole aspect of it up to a whole new level. Like right. when the action comes, it's bursting and it's mm -hmm. electric, but it's so brief and minimal. Right. Right. I don't know. I I uh, I love love uh, that movie. For some reason, I loved it from the moment I saw it as a kid. I'm not kidding. Blade. Here's why Blade Runner is kind of unique for me. It's the first movie I remember watching. Like I, uh, I was like wow. three years old. Nice. You know, and I remember. And I don't know why my parents were letting me watch that movie. And I just love it. And obviously, it's got the whole tears in the rain, Rutger right. Hauer speech, which is why it's also so sure. incredible. Mm -hmm. But. Uh, I just, I love yeah, that movie. I, and you think about what we've already talked about, yeah. and you think about The Crow, and you think about Dark City, yeah, and how that very influence similar. is. And I do love that. I mean, I think the reason why I want to revisit it is simply because of... Uh, When's the last the time noir. you saw it? It's probably been a while. Uh, like more than a decade? Maybe. Oh, wow. Maybe. So this is another one of those ones where Ridley Scott, there's about five versions of this film. Yes, so and I have the, all of them. Right, so <laughs> right. there's the definitive uh, Ridley Scott uh, version, which right. is the one you need to watch. Okay, is that um, the one without or with the uh, voiceover? I think it's without the voiceover. Okay. I'll be honest with you, I love them I all. Yeah. I like them all, and that's the right. truth. I really do. Um, Great. But, like, I mean, I love Blade Runner. It's amazing. All right, man. All right, uh, we'll go... Um, Classic. Mm -hmm. This is one of the big screen epics of the 60s. Mm -hmm. um, and for a little while, when I was in film school, until I saw my number one movie on this list, was my number one movie. Wow. So now it's fallen out of the top 10, but it's still top 20. And that is uh, William Wyler's Ben-Hur. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm not religious. Charleston Heston. Charlton Heston. Charlton right? Heston, yeah. that's right. And... Um, but there's something about this story that it's epic. Yeah, it's very epic. I mean, the chariot race is just so that was a film that was on like my list of I must watch. Mm -hmm. It's like an over three hour long movie. It is. As a as a kid, that was the film, quote unquote. And I know this sounds disrespectful, but this is me as a kid. Old people watched, yep. like my parents watched. <laughs> so I sat down to watch it a couple of years ago for the first mm -hmm. time, like out of duty. 
and was blown away how yeah. much I really enjoyed it. And you're right, the story is quite powerful. Yeah. It's very religious, mm-hmm. but it's an amazing movie. Right. And it's, it's a, it's it's a remake. It. I mean, it's a, it's basically a remake of a silent movie, which was a adaptation of a book. Oh, wow. I didn't so know that. So the silent movie was Ben-Hur, and I believe, I may be incorrect, but I believe it was directed by Cecil B. DeMille. Oh, wow. Who I'm sure you've heard of. Yeah, and, of course. Um, and so William Wyler took this this three hour long script and and made the new Ben Hur and um, you know Charlton Heston was kind of the the king of yeah epics right yeah, I mean he did Ten Commandments movie guy yeah. you know he did some epic westerns and stuff like yeah. that and but this was just and come on perfect. they did Wayne's World two that's right Wayne's World two <laughs> one of my favorite scene of Wayne World Wayne's World so two actually um, and he just commands commands the screen and then you you start thinking about that entire chariot scene sequence and how you know he's riding the chariot yeah there's so many stunt doubles going on this huge set yeah that that was groundbreaking at the time yeah it was the most expensive film ever made at the time and until titanic it kind of held the record Mm. uh and then titanic tied it and i believe return of the king and then return of the king yeah they all they all avatar beat it no no no, they all have they all have 11 they all have 11 yeah okay uh, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's just, that's amazing. a great pick. Yeah. So the only reason why I didn't even, uh, like I didn't put it on my list cause I actually loved that movie. I've seen it. If I have to be honest once. So it's a movie. I have to see how much I can mm-hmm. go back to it. And I actually enjoyed it a lot, but I've seen it once. So that's kind of like, I'd have to see how much of a classic it is, but it's a great movie. I understand why 60, 70 years later, people still talk about it. It totally right. deserves it. Right. So great choice. Okay, my next one, Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. I mean, so this is one of those films, to me, that's like a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's a perfect movie. I love the trilogy, but again, the fir- like Back to the Future 2, especially, holds a real dear place in my heart. Mm-hmm. But the first film is, the script specifically is like a perfect script. You are a fan, right? I am very much a okay, fan. Excellent. Of the whole God. trilogy. Whew, I actually fine. love the whole trilogy. No, me too. Yeah. Me too. I-, I love them. But, but that first film... I can watch over and oh, over yeah. and over on a loop. Me too. But I love them all. Yeah, me too. And again, um, I own them on Blu-ray, DVD. Oh, yeah. I watch them every year. Yeah. The, thank God my wife loves them too. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, you know, even, and they hold up really well. Oh, so well. The uh, cast, really well. the music. Yeah. Um, you know, the 80s stuff still holds up. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the, the part two, you know, is a little bit funny because we're past yeah. the date that they I go know. forward to. But it's 2015, um, right? 2015, yeah. and you know we don't have hoverboards quite yeah. yet. Uh, Jaws 18, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the first movie, I mean, just and, and it, you can tell they were having a good time making that movie. I mean, well, Michael J. Fox was so stressed, which works to his right. Marty is always so flustered because yep. he was like doing double time on that TV right. show, family time. Family or something. Ties, that's yeah. Right. And then he was going straight from that set to the film. Right. So the reason why he's flustered all throughout the movie was because he was so stressed apparently, but it worked right. perfectly. Have you seen the shorts that they're doing now? Um, teasing the next back. Oh to the yeah. Yeah. Movie yeah, yeah. That they're all taking part in. Yeah. Do and you think they'll actually do it? No, yeah. I don't think so. Uh, Christopher Lloyd's getting, Pretty old, yeah. And he Michael J. Do, Fox, and God Michael bless J. Fox him. I mean, he's got, Parkinson's, yeah. um, but they're all in it. Yeah. They all take it, and I know um, the guy who played Biff, right? Um, Tom, Tom, Tom. Uh, I 
uh, I don't remember, but Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson. That's yeah. right. Uh, I know he used a. He loved doing them. He's mm-hmm. a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Have you seen his whole like guitar thing not. about Back I have to the not, Future? But oh, you have I, to watch I've that I've seen online. him in person interact with people, and he just yeah. seems like the coolest yeah. guy. Yeah. Similar to William Zabka, right? Who was the bad guy, Karate Kid, of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Cobra yeah, Kai. I love. By the right. way, have you seen it? I have not. Oh, so good. I, I love not. it. I've. Heard, I, I do want to see it, but yeah, tangent. Um, but Back to the Future just. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, a perfect it's movie. Great. It's phenomenal. Yep. All righty. Uh, the last one on my 11 through 20 list is uh, a standard one, which may be on your list. Let's and see. it's something we haven't mentioned yet. And that is Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's not on my list. Not. But I adore it. Well, here's list. why. My favorite Indiana Jones movie. Guess. It's got to be Last Crusade. It's Temple of Doom. Oh, my god. I goodness. know. That's the one that most people can't stand. Again, as a kid, so here, no, let me tell you why. I saw Raiders of the Ark when I was very, very young, five, six, and that film scared oh, the yeah. hell out of oh, me. Oh, like five or six. Oh, my yeah, gosh. It really scared Melting me. Melting faces. So when I got into um, Temple of Doom, I was probably like 10. So it was like the perfect age. And I, I mean, short round, I oh, yeah. loved Temple of Doom. So, and, and yeah, The Last Crusade uh, right. is phenomenal. But. I'm kind of the other way around. I'm like Temple of Doom, Last Crusade, and Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then we won't mention the right. Of other course, one. yeah, and we're not going to mention um, that one. But then again, I love them all. I uh, love them all. I, I love the whole trilogy. I, I love Temple of Doom. Yeah. Um, I actually saw. I know it. it's ridiculous. I saw it in a theater in Europe. Yeah. Uh, was where I first saw it. I saw it in in Italy. Oh, nice. Uh, a, it was subtitles? Theater. No, no, no. It was on a <laughs> U.S. Band, post. It was on an army army post. Oh, got it. Got um, it. And that's one of my first theater experiences that I can really remember yeah. really well. That's 1985, 84, something like that. Um, Nostalgia factor. Yeah, and so I, I love important. it. I love all three of them. Yeah. I'm very big fan of all three of them. But yeah. I go Raiders, Last Crusade, uh, Temple of Doom. Funny. I think because I really love the idea of Nazis as bad guys. Of course. Well, again, now that I go back to Raiders of the Lost Ark, I, I'm, yeah. this film is the set phenomenal. Pieces, set yeah. pieces are just, you know, you got the opening You've got the bizarre fight. You've got the Himalayan fight. You have the the Nazi uh, guy. What's that? You think he's going to pull out a whip? And it's, it's like a, a clothes hanger. It's, it's a hanger. A coat he puts hanger. his coat on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know um, the casting is great. Yeah. Karen Allen is terrific She's as Marion. Yeah. Um, it just it's just everything about it. That the what are the 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 truck chase. You know, when they load it on the truck and they're so truck, mm. what truck? And yeah. then he gets on the horse and takes on. That's one of the best action sequences I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a huge Spielberg fan. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, between Raiders and Close Encounters. He's and, my favorite. That and and, to, and yeah. even some of his recent stuff, Ready Player One, I think was amazing. I loved it. Um, Thank you. A lot you know, of people didn't and, like that. I and, loved it. Yeah. And um, that was pure popcorn right. entertainment. But That's what it was supposed to be. Raiders, to me, might not be his number one film. Mm. We'll be talking later about that, but uh, it's certainly probably my favorite popcorn movie of right. all time. I mean, I I adore it. I more adore than Star Wars. More yeah. than Star Wars. Really? Wow. Um, probably more than Lord of the Rings. Wow. Yeah. See, it's hard for me to like shit on Raiders of the Lost Ark because right. I love it. Right. But I would put Star Wars and uh, Lord, of Lord of the Rings above sure. it. Sure. But it would probably be But it'd be, so, right it'd be almost equal. Right? Exactly. They're almost equal. Exactly. Yeah. Fantastic pick. All right. Let's see. My next one, Goodfellas. Ooh. Okay. So Goodfellas is my favorite 
mob movie of all time mm-hmm. uh, over Godfather. Oh, and I've seen Godfather okay. many times. Okay. Um, also, I'll just throw it out there now. I don't love Godfather Part 2 like everyone else does. It's a good movie. I love De Niro. De Niro's story is right. what makes that film incredible for me. Godfather, I love. It's fantastic. But it's four fucking hours, <laughs> and it's tough to get through, and I've watched it three times. And I won't lie, the first time was the only time I truly enjoyed it, where I was just like, wow. Wow. The other okay. times was a bit of a slog. Right. That's just the truth. Okay. And I go back to that classic definition. Like it's got to kind of stand the test of time and that rewatchability factor. I don't know what it is about Goodfellas. That movie is almost three hours long. I adore it from start mm-hmm. to finish. I've seen it this year, last year, 25 times easily. Uh, Pesci, yeah. Leota, De Niro, yeah. it, you know, Lorraine Bracco yeah. is phenomenal. I love, love, love that movie. And then you've got like Sam Jackson shows up in that right. movie and all kinds of people. I I don't know. Well, it's a, it's it's also a master class in filmmaking. Right. Um, that that whole the, opening shot through the, yep, the cabana. Uh, the, he does the he does the zoom out yes, push in yeah. that became very popular after that. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, Scorsese's interesting and and we have a lot of scorsese to talk about um, as well we probably will revisit the godfather discussion as well um but uh goodfellas was not on my list it's okay Um, you like the film i do love it i do love it um to me it it is a little long Hmm. um i do like ray liotta godfather's not (sighs) godfather's four hours long (sighs) you know yeah. I mean, you'll you'll see from my a from great my list. movie. Doesn't matter how long it is; it right. will fly by. That's exactly the rule, right? yeah. exactly. And um, you know, I, I I it's not that I don't think Goodfellas is great. I think mm. it is great. Yeah. There are at least two movies that I prefer over Goodfellas that are Scorsese movies. Wow. Okay. So um, and we'll we'll talk about those. Sure. Yeah. All right, my friend. All right, um, so you want me to go into my number 10? Sure, sure. You just right. rock and roll. All right, my we number just keep 10, going back and forth. My number 10 is uh, Spielberg's best movie. Which one? And that is 1993's Schindler's List. Oh, I totally agree. Uh, that was in the theaters this summer. I went and saw it in the theater again. Uh, I just, uh, breathless. It's breathless. on my list. This uh, film it's, is, it's a film that you have to watch. Mm-hmm. This is, okay, uh, we have a bit of a joke about this. Um which it might be in a bit bad taste because for some reason, well, this is quite a rewatchable film in our household. My wife loves this movie. So we make fun of her about how she, you know, and she, she loves that whole part of the movie. Goodbye Jews. You know, right. and there's a whole joke from Ugh. a comedian about that, Yeah, but that's got nothing to right. do with sure, what we're, sure, it, it's sure. just the film itself is right. phenomenal. We've watched it about, five or six times in the last couple of years. Like I, I introduced her to it and she loves it. But as history, this is such an important vital movie and it's a rough movie, but but it's incredible. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. It it is tough to watch. It is. Um, But uh, you know, this goes back to our original discussion about uh, black and white. Yeah. Um, It's beautiful black and white. And that one, but what that's, that really puts it over the top for me. I I mean, like I said, I love black and white, but when he put that and in 1993, you don't see that very often. You know, they ended up perfecting it with Pleasantville, another movie, which I love. I love Pleasantville. And, um, but, but seeing that little girl in the red dress and knowing what it signifies and then upon repeated viewings, knowing what's going to happen yeah. with that little girl. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. And I mean, I agree. It's yeah. without a doubt, 
Spielberg's best movie. Yes. I think it's his masterpiece. It still is. It he, is. he well deserved the Oscars for it. Uh, I think Liam Neeson's incredible in that movie. That breakdown yeah. sequence at the end when they give oh, him the ring. Yep. Oh, and then but fucking Ray Fiennes is Eamon Goeth. Yeah. Oh uh, my. Yeah. God. He, the 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 menace and oh. the seething rage that he has and is just no remorse nothing, at the end when they nothing, hang him. Spoilers. Nothing. Oh. Yeah. It's it's. But it put all those elements together, and you ben know, Kingsley, and Beth Davids, and oh, she's, she's fantastic, great in it. Yeah. In it. Um, just, and then the end, they have the the Schindler Jews walking and placing a stone on his no. grave. By the way, it was my next one. It was. <laughs> well, hey, there we go. There's yeah. our there's. Yeah. One of our overlaps. We, don't yeah. have, we haven't had a lot of overlaps Yeah, yet, we haven't. Nice. You know, so got to so, watch out for the time, yeah, but it's great. Right. I love your choice. And Schindler's List. It's a masterpiece. I think that film should be required viewing in mm-hmm. schools. Yes. I truly do. Yeah. It, it's, it's a masterclass in acting and filmmaking, but it's also, it's such an important story to tell. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's being told better. Right. It's right. phenomenal. Um, and also the end where all the survivors in real life go to his grave. Yep. And put the the, the rose rock or the rock on his grave. Yeah. On his grave, it's just and the actors, the actors do too. Ne- yeah, that played it's them. the actors next to who played them. Yeah. It's, it's just great. so yeah. impactful. All right, fantastic. So my next one is the Shawshank Redemption. Okay, that's that's a great choice. I adore this movie. Mm-hmm. So what's your take on that? So yeah, Shawshank again, Redemption was on my space, runner ups. My <laughs> uh, was on my runner ups, um, but as was the criminally underrated. Green Mile, which I love and, too, and I do. Love I it. actually, I, I came in here tonight with an extra five to add to those those ten right. kind of popular movies, and the Green Mile is on that list. Okay. So the Green um, Mile is funny because I adore that movie too. That's a film that I think is too long. I think mm, you cut off thirty uh, minutes on that movie, and it would be on par with Shawshank with me because that film is phenomenal. But it goes on and on at the end. Again, just my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I obviously I disagree with of that. Course, yeah. um, I actually love, I love the bookend story. Mm. Um, I've read the book that Stephen King I've book that's yeah. based yeah. on, and it is a little bit different. The, so the frame, the frame yeah. story, the framing story is much more involved. Right. Um, one of the guys that work at the nursing home actually is like Percy, the sadistic guard. Oh, we're talking about Green Mile. We need to yeah. talk about Shawshank. But, <laughs> so funny. Uh, but it's okay, Shawshank, that's what we do. <laughs> um, you know, to me, even though it's not on my list, I think Shawshank does fit into one of the of that category of the perfect film. Oh, absolutely. And it, that film it, bombed when it, it came bombed, out. Well, I mean, think about it yeah. it's called the shawshank redemption no one and it's based it on a short story right. that stephen king wrote that no one knew about. Right. and it was tim robbins who wasn't really a household name right. at the time right. morgan freeman yeah. yeah um but i actually saw it in the theater yeah me too when it was when it came out uh, oh. a friend of mine took me there for my birthday to see it and i was blown blown away yeah. by that movie and um, I actually think that year, which I believe was the Pulp Fiction Forrest it Cup was, year, Forrest Shawshank Trump, should have yeah, won Lion the best King. picture that year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I adore this movie. And again, it's one. Of, it's a three-hour movie. It flies by, and it's not one of those action-packed films. Mm-hmm. It's just so – it's such a beautiful film. The villain is just so oh. delicious. Yeah. Um, well, the ending. The ending, the ending is appropriately is happy. 
Yeah. And it's a, it's a happy ending. And I know a lot of people say, oh, happy endings. I don't like happy endings. But there's a reason why Shawshank Redemption is number one in IMDb's top yeah. 250. Yeah. I, I adore that yeah. movie. It's fantastic. The twist, you know, and then right. the relationship between Red and Morgan Freeman's uh, yeah. phenomenal. Morgan His Freeman. voiceover, yeah. I mean, has made him so, like, iconic. <laughs> I know. It, it's an amazing movie. All right, my friend. All right. Uh, let's go with my number nine. This is another Scorsese film. Mm-hmm. This is Raging Bull. This is I adore Robert De Niro it. It's not on my list. As Jake LaMotta. Um, I've seen it twice. It's not a, a rewatchable movie, in my not. opinion. He's outstanding in it. Yeah. Uh, it, De Niro. It, the acting is it's crazy. He won good. the Oscar. He yeah. well deserved. I and, mean, um, Kathy Moriarty Pesci, and yeah. Joe Pesci. Um, Kathy Moriarty is pretty drop dead amazing yeah, in that gorgeous, movie. Gorgeous. Yeah. And. Um, it just the 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 really the 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 choreography of the, fights, of the boxing yeah. scenes is We're groundbreaking, is amazing. You know, Scorsese really took the Rocky formula and and in the ring and and really upped the ante. I need on to it. go back and watch it. It's been about ten years. Yeah, it's yeah. phenomenal. I loved it, and I thought he was outstanding. Yeah. I just I haven't gone back to it like right. other films. Right, I, yeah. I think that's De Niro's best performance. Yeah, yeah. I need to watch it because who knows? I might watch it and go, holy shit, this really is incredible. Because I loved it when it came out. Um, Okay, good. The next one for me, this film um, I watched with my parents when I was a kid, and I've adored it ever since. Uh, This is Dustin Hoffman, The Graduate. Oh, good. Uh, That's great. I adore this movie. It's one of those quote-unquote old movies. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's from the 60s, -hmm. but still, it was one of those first really old movies Mm Again, I know the 60s isn't that old, but for me, for some reason, it felt like there were very few from that era that I loved so much. And this was one of the first. Right. right. Um, I don't know. He was such an unlikely lead actor. I was so mesmerized by Hoffman, the whole Simon and Garfunkel soundtrack, yeah, yeah. the the uh, obviously Mrs. Robinson, but also the girl um, who's in like... Uh, um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance oh. Kid, who's the girl he falls in love with. I had such a crush yeah, on right. her. She's just, she was just yeah. drop dead gorgeous. Um, I, I, and then the whole iconic ending. Oh and, yeah, the ending I is, mean, is crazy. It's incredible. kind of eerie. It's yeah. spooky, but I love. But you love, know, love you graduate. know. Spoiler alert! You know that they're not going to last. That's what that's I what's, think. That's that, what's yeah. amazing by it. Just, just by, young, you just pay attention crazy to the, love. the look on their face. Right. Before the camp, before it goes to black. Yeah. Just look at the looks on the face. So they're all happy, happy. Yeah. And all of a sudden the smiles Reality fade sinks in. Yeah. And go to black. Yeah. And it's just like. That's, that's what I think. I think it's young love. They'll spend a little bit of time together, a little right. breakup. And right. was it worth it? I don't know. But yeah. the movie was incredible. It's Mike Nichols as well, who, yep. who's a great director. Yep. Um, and I, I was just, I don't know. I was in love with Hoffman since that film. Mm-hmm. And I saw it as a kid. I adore The Graduate. And obviously, you know, Mrs. Robinson, the used to do right. yeah, oh, yeah. Just, yeah, And Bancroft, and the, right? The, uh, the, the really cool camera shot under her leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the poster great. is so yeah. iconic. Yeah. Okay, my friend. So my number eight is our return, and that is The Godfather. Okay, good. Part On one. my list. Part one. Uh, it is... Um, it's a masterpiece. It's one of those movies that is long, but doesn't seem long. Um the acting is incredible. I actually really like Al Pacino in this movie. Phenomenal. Uh, James Caan is is crazy yeah. amazing, and yeah, Robert and Duvall. Robert Duvall, who's and great. I mean, what about Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando, of course, <laughs> won um, the Oscar. Yeah, and uh, it just 
you know, this is Coppola's best and movie. And the girl from Rocky, uh, Talia Shire. Talia yeah. Shire, Diane yeah. Keaton. That's right. Plays Al Pacino's The cast is girlfriend. outstanding. Yeah, outstanding cast, outstanding direction. Pacino stands out for me because it that loss of innocence, you know. Right, of, right. And that, that that's the big thing yeah. and when he when he shoots the cop yeah. in the Italian restaurant, that yeah. really is what puts him over the edge. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot and of it has to do with... It's just so well done. Yeah, so well so done. Real. The, the uh, Sonny's death scene, James Conn's oh, death yeah. scene is just like, oh, geez, crazy, you know, out of nowhere. You're like, oh, crap. Yeah. Um, it just... And and how Al Pacino becomes the godfather at the end yeah. is just really it's great. It's a beautiful movie. I adore it. The first time I saw it, I was like, okay, this this is a masterpiece. But I've seen it two or three times, and I just I can't lie that it's a little bit of a slog to get through. Like when Pacino goes off to Italy because they're gonna they're worried that he's gonna be assassinated, and that kind of loses. And then the whole thing with his wife, and then she gets killed. And right. It, it, I don't know. It. I you mean, know, again, what is it? It's a, it's a four hour movie, right? It is. Yeah. Uh, I I do see where you're coming from. The last time I watched it, the wedding, the opening, the wedding is like okay, forty great. minutes. But it's great it because is great. it's, it's yeah. intercut with the whole the whole conversation with. I'm gonna give you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> he did the whole um, mouth and everything. <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, yeah. I the last time I watched the movie was probably I don't know five six years ago, something like that. Uh, I went into it kind of dreading mm. the whole Italy part. Right. Um, oh, but then so I I'm sat not down, the only but one. But then I sat down and I was like, you know what? This isn't as bad, even though I knew what was going to happen to his mm. wife. Right. Um, it didn't take that long. Um, you know, sp- certainly screen time, it wasn't that long. Right. Um, obviously, you know, over the length of the picture, it, it does take some time because it's intercut with the other stuff. But, yeah. um, uh, but I just, you know, that movie flies by. Look, I, it's a masterpiece. I love it. It's fantastic. It, we talk about my favorite mafia movies. It's number two for me, sure. just because I love Goodfellas so much. But sure. like, which is fine. Yeah, you know. Again, I think the difference is I've seen it three times. I've seen Goodfellas twenty times, and yeah. I could watch it tomorrow. Right. You know, <laughs> The Godfather. I'd have to be like, all right, let's cancel our our, our schedule. Right. Let's get ready. I, I have to kind of sit down and prepare myself for it. That's the only right. difference. Um, but it's must see cinema mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's fantastic okay my friend i guess it's my go right let's yep. see okay one flew over the cuckoo's nest oh yes another Jack. one of those films that um i actually love the movie but you're right mm-hmm. it's jack nicholson's performance mm-hmm. so i did this play as a kid in school oh, and really? i played his character and i read the book um and was obsessed with it and I saw the film, and it, it just blew me away. Many people don't know. I mean, you've got a young Christopher Lloyd in this film. That's right, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Yeah. All these actors who were, like, part of the insane asylum. And, and then J- Jack Nicholson is just phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. But then Nurse yeah, Louise Fletcher, Louise Fletcher, who I believe oh. won the Academy Oh, yeah, Award. they both won Oscars. Yeah. She won Best uh, Actress. He won she... Best Actor. And then Billy, he got an Oscar nomination. So heartbreaking. I can't remember the actor's name, but he was phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know, just, it's it's such just a, I don't know, it's such a real depiction of, you know, what can go on in these mental hospitals. Oh, and then the chief, the Indian. Yeah, he's great. Oh, my yeah, God. And that ending. Great. It's. I mean, it's such a depressing film, but mm-hmm. somehow uplifting as well. 
Um, right. I adore that movie. And as rough as it is, I've still seen it maybe six or seven times just for the, the powerful performances and emotion. Mm -hmm. Incredible film. Okay, so we're on to my number seven. This is, um, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts if you have any on this one. This is uh, a silent movie. Okay. Uh, Charlie Chaplin, who I studied in school and okay. I'm obsessed with. Okay. Uh, it's called Modern Times. Oh, yeah. Come on. Um, I love Chaplin, by the uh, way. You do. Have you seen the great. movie Chaplin? I have. With that, you don't Robert like Downey that Jr. movie? Uh, yeah, it's good. Oh, it's it's great. good. But it's, yeah. it's not. I love The Tramp. You know. Right. Uh, so do I. The Tramp um, is my favorite. Charlie Chaplin's the only uh, filmmaker that's on my top 10 twice. Okay, good. So, yeah, uh, I love Chaplin. Yeah. Um, Modern Times is interesting. It, it, it was produced after it's a sound had, had come out. So it's the 30s. Yeah, 30s. Uh, it's sound had already come out. And he still decided to make it silent. However, there is a part in the middle of the movie where you do actually hear him singing. Now, mm. he's singing gibberish. Like, there, there aren't words. They're just, it's just gibberish. Hmm. But you do get to hear him singing. Wow. It wasn't until, I believe, Great Dictator where it's completely a sound film, which is also a really great movie. Yeah. But this one had Paulette Goddard, who I love. Um, she's uh, very, very famous around that turn of silence to... Um, sound film right and uh it's 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 a social commentary as well about how modernization urbanization has kind of taken over the world and you know you have to try to not get lost in the shuffle mm. um there's there's a, a shot where you've got all the a bunch of people dressed in suits walking down the street i mean it's very very crowded mm. and he then superimposes a basically a shot of a bunch of sheep running mm. on top of it and you're like, that's exactly what it is. Right. You know, uh, and it's just, he's just brilliant. And he, he did everything. He produced, he started it, he directed it. He did all the music for it. He edited it. Yeah, he was he a did genius. everything. Yeah. So that's just, just a Where I worked movie. in Hollywood for many, many years, that's where his office was. Oh, and nice. they kept his office intact. Was it Jim Henson's um, yeah, office? Yeah. Until like the mid 2000s when finally some idiot took it apart Ugh. but it had been there for like yeah. 60 70 years with his hat the cane oh it was incredible it was That's there amazing. and it was like an office building you know but it, i just had on the ground floor was a special section mm -hmm. that was chaplain's office oh. yeah when management heard that like someone had taken it apart oh oh man oh, hell broke loose. oh gosh that would anyway I, it's a great pick yeah. I, I i love it um again i can't say how much i go back to watch those as a kid i watched the tramp a lot because my dad huge well the shorts Captain are terrific Man. yeah um pawn shop is just brilliant yeah it's my, brilliant. one of my favorite things it's just amazing okay fantastic um so this is a film that i finally got around to watching about seven or eight years ago and okay. became instantly obsessed with it and understood why this guy was an icon which is rebel without a cause okay yeah james dean james made dean. three movies i watched all of them uh i like giant i like what's the east other one east of eden yeah. i like it they're, it, they're good there's something about Rebel Without a Cause is truly the original teen drama. It you is. You know, almost like the, the angst. The tragic teen drama. It was so relatable yeah. to me. Um, All three leads died before they should have. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, the, the film is that's in real life. Um, but the right, film is tragic as well. Um, yes. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't even pinpoint or explain why I like this movie mm -hmm. so much. Acting wise, I mean. 
Tommy Wiseau, like, <laughs> you know, almost does a James Dean. You right. know, You're tearing me apart, right. Lisa, and we make fun of that. <laughs> and if you watch Rebel Without a Cause, it's almost exactly the same thing. Right. But somehow his performance works for me. It's I, I believe him. And you're right, like, the supporting cast, incredible. Um, it's just an amazing, yeah. amazing movie. It's so real and relatable to me, and it's gorgeously shot. I, yeah. I adore that. I, I agree. Uh, it's been some years since I've seen it, but so it um, <laughs> I do. I do love it. It always reminds me of, and this is. I hope this isn't a tangent, but have you ever heard of the song "Rush Rush" by Paula Abdul? No. So this was a song is, came but... out in the early '90s, and she did a music video, which is basically "Rebel Without a Cause." Oh, really? Music video, and the James Dean or. She does she play the? I don't remember what the part was. I do know that her co-star in the music video was none other than Keanu Reeves. Wow! So really? yeah, it's very very interesting. If you got a chance, it's probably on YouTube. Uh, it's called Rush Rush. Um, you might recognize the song because wow. it was popular at the time. But uh, Keanu Reeves is actually in the music video that's with her. Crazy, yeah. And that's right. It was Natalie Wood. And she That's died. Right. She died on a boat. She drowned. And then, and then Salminio. Salminio. He was who, killed. Yeah. He was like mugged and murdered. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, but, and then you know James, James Dean, Dean got wow, a car wreck. Got really macabre. And 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 days, literally Crazy. days before James Dean got in his car accident, he did a PSA about how to drive safely. Oh my god. So, Think about that. He made three yeah. movies, that guy. And look how iconic he is. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But from that one movie alone, I mean, me, 60, 70 years later, and I'm mesmerized mm-hmm. by it. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever see the James Dean biopic, biopic with James Franco? I have not. It's actually incredible. I, I loved it. Okay. It's really good. I'll yeah. have to check it it's out. It's one of James Franco's first films. It was I'm a not key, a fan of James Franco. But, no, me but, uh, neither, but he's good in this. Okay. It was just okay. a good film. Alrighty, good. That was my pick. Okay. Uh, All right. We're going to have to... I've still got quite a few more. I have have six more on my regular list. We'll go a bit longer, but we're going to have to roll through this for time. Number six, (laughs) which actually might be on your list, and that is... uh, Number six is my Hitchcock, and that is Rear Window. Good. Uh, Rear Window... It's a freaking masterpiece. Favorite, favorite Hitchcock movie. um, Of all. And you think about it, the lead basically is in a wheelchair the entire movie. Right. The entire movie. Jimmy and, Stewart, man. And he's so good at portraying emotion without having to do anything. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the daily life of all the people that he sees outside his window. That's what blew me away. Just the amazing. way he does and the way Hitchcock shoots that. Yep. Every room has, has a, a story. story. Yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, let's not forget... Grace Kelly, who is who I fell in love with when I first saw her. I was sublime like, how, in this how movie. is someone that beautiful? Like, Grace how is Monica. that even how is that even possible? She, she is, is so well, what I also love. About she's a good her. actress. Well, what I love about it, she's so beautiful, but also she's not just a damsel in distress in this movie. Oh, when she, he gets suspicious that one of the neighbors is killing someone, she's she immediately yeah. all in. She's yeah. like, good. That's yeah, let's I'm figure it out. You. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. my God. I'm glad. So, I mean, I'm obsessed with Hitchcock. Talk about someone I'm obs- I'm obsessed with Hitchcock. I, I th- he's a genius. Yeah, uh, I'm a North big fan by of all Northwest, Vertigo, uh, Psycho, Psycho. Some of those films yeah. are on my honorable mentions. Yeah. But should see some of his old stuff. Thirty nine um, steps. Oh, I have. Vanishes. Yeah, The Rope. Uh, I've, Rope see, I've good, seen. Yeah. I've seen everything of his. Yeah. Uh, Notorious, uh, oh, Spellbound. Uh, no, no, I'm truly obsessed yeah. with Hitchcock. Yeah. Awesome. But uh, Rear Window holds up mm-hmm. so well. Yep. 
it actually so does psycho as well but anyway i'll focus on rear window right. i mean it i agree with you man it's on it, it's on my list it was probably one of the next ones I, I i love the way it's shot i love hitchcock's you know cameo mm-hmm. getting onto yeah, the, yeah. into the cab yep. you know jimmy stewart grace kelly but but actually what transcends all of that is what you mentioned how what's going on in each room has its own storyline right. from start Which to finish great. yeah like each one yep. like you know the 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 girl who's working out with yep. with the you know will the she won't she treat on cheat on her yep. her boyfriend yep. when he yep. comes back from the army and the, the lonely old, guy the and the other girl yeah. yeah just great it's phenomenal i'm really happy that's your favorite um such a great film okay let's see what do i have oh that was next on my list okay well there that's you go. so funny okay I'm a bit ashamed that this is so low, uh, Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> oh, um, uh, you know, is it on your list? It is not. Shame. It is not. It's on my runner, runner-up list. But as a piece of filmmaking, I, I had Ben Hur on there. Okay, that's and yeah, yeah. and that was really the choice. Really, was yeah. Ben Hur or Lawrence of Arabia? I can and go I went back with... to Lawrence of Arabia again. Yeah. Lawrence of Arabia is four hours long. But it is Peter O'Toole, stunning, should have won the Oscar. But you watch Lawrence of Arabia on the biggest screen you can find, yes. and it's like a transcendent experience. Right. It's just, which I haven't, I haven't done that, and I, I what, would like to. That's what you need to do. Um, I do have the Blu-ray box sets, yeah. you know, the yeah. big, huge one. And, so at the Greek Theater in Hollywood, they do these old movies on like seventy millimeter, and I got to see Lawrence of Arabia um, on the big screen, and I had already seen it twice and loved it. This is like two years ago, and that was like the cherry on top. Mm. It, I was, I was blown away. I mean, Omar Sharif is amazing. Alec Guinness, right. um, but the, the just the scope, but the story itself, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there's stuff that goes on in that film that like you don't realize. Like he gets raped and stuff right. by men, you know, and you right. know, uh, it's it's yeah, just phenomenal. Great, but great also. Movie. I don't know artistically as like a filmmaker. I'm not. I'm a screenwriter. Right. Um, but just the the, the technical skill oh, of that. That's right. Film. David Lean is a master right. of epic filmmaking, yeah. and there's a reason for that. Yeah. So Lawrence yeah. of Arabia is an absolute mm-hmm. classic yeah, it's masterpiece. Great. It's great. Phenomenal film. Um, my next one, number five, is uh, another Chaplin movie. This one's called City Lights. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. Um, okay. Good. It's a great film. Bar none, the best ending in film history. You have to best remind ending. me. Long, so long time. The movie's about uh, the mean, little spoilers, tramp. It's the little like tramp. Years. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's an old, old. movie. Um, he meets and falls for this flower girl who's blind, oh, and yeah, yeah. he goes out and does little jobs, and mostly based on skits that he does that are really really funny. And he makes enough money to get her needed surgery so that she can see again. Yeah. So at the end of the movie, he's kind of sad, thinking, you know, I, I now that she can see, she's going to see that I'm the tramp, and she's not going to like me. And he gets up his courage. He goes over to her, and um, he does something. I'm trying to remember if it's buying a flower or gives her a flower. And somehow she recognizes him. And she says, you? And he said, yes. And the movie ends. Aww. And it's just 
so amazing. It's so funny. There's so many funny sequences on the statue in the boxing ring um, next to a river. Him and this other guy. This guy's super, super drunk. And um, it just, it, it's so oh, yeah, funny. You're bringing and so back hilarious. Memories. It's been a while since um, I've watched Chaplin. And, and I just love the ending. It's it's so powerful and, and so beautiful. And um, yeah, it's Charlie Chaplin at his best. Yeah, when I, I was mean, a kid, I watched a lot of Laurel and Hardy and Chaplin. Oh, yeah. Laurel and Hardy. It's been a funny. long time. Yeah. Yeah. Not to do that again. Fantastic picks. Yeah. That's silly lights. Okay, awesome. All right, good. So I'm going oldies here now, so it's good. I'm finally getting into All some right. classics. So Singing in the Rain. Great. Um, I. Oh. So my Gene dad Kelly. was obsessed with this film. Gene yeah. Kelly. I always forget the name of the other guy. You know, uh, make him laugh. Make Danny Houston or no, no. I can't uh, remember. I love him. It's not Danny Kay, even though he looks like Danny Kay. I think it is Danny Kay, isn't I it? I don't believe so. Um, uh, anyway, he's I don't remember. phenomenal. And then Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds, which yeah, is she's great. Princess Leia's mother. Yeah. Um, absolutely f- sublime in this film, mm-hmm. and it's a film that um, was. One of the first, what is it? No, it's color, but oh no, it's all about Hollywood changing That's into right. talkies. Into talkies, and um, that, that star, the silent yeah. film star of the time, yeah. has a terrible voice. Oh yeah, she so, talks like this. That's right. So um, <laughs> I think Debbie Reynolds too. originally was brought in in the movie to do voiceovers for her. Wow. I believe, <laughs> and she sings for her in the movie. I as think voiceover. so. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, it was really interesting. And Gene Kelly, yeah. and I, I'm not a musical guy. I really? do not like See, musicals. Neither am I, but that one transcends it But to me. this it's... one is probably number two as far as musicals yeah. go on my list. Number one being Sound of Music. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just amazing. See, movie. and I, I actually really like Sound of Music. But again, it's that rewatchability. Singing the Rain. I mean, I, I know all the songs, obviously, Singing mm-hmm. in the Rain. But, right. you know, um, you know, Make Them Laugh. Uh, there's so many. Yeah. And I, I love the storyline. Right. It's funny as well mm-hmm. and you're gene kelly is phenomenal yeah, so yeah. i i love 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 that i've loved it since i was right. a child right. i I've, i watch it every couple of years yeah. fantastic film okay movie snob no mode right now all right so we're going uh, hardcore we're going now. hardcore now go for it man uh, number I'm ready. four now maybe maybe this one doesn't maybe my number three would but number four is casablanca okay so i know we mentioned it earlier it's not on my list um just the pinnacle yeah. pinnacle of pure Hollywood filmmaking. I need to watch pinnacle. it again, and I keep telling myself that because I like it. Uh, I just don't revere it like others. So quotable. Yeah. Um, the story is amazing. The acting is amazing. I mean, you know, Ingrid Bergman. So glad they Bogart. went Bogart and not yeah. George Raft, who they originally wanted. I heard that, yeah. Um, you know, Paul Henreid is to me the weak link in the whole movie, mm. um, but he's fine. Um, Conrad Veidt, who uh, is the lead Nazi, um, who you know, people, film historians know as the monster in the silent classic, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Oh, wow. Um, and then, of course, Claude Rains, who steals every scene that he's in mm. um, as the French uh, constable and basically running the, the French mm. uh, police on the uh, on in Casablanca. And the, the banter, you know, the, the, the screenplay, which actually was basically written as the movie was produced and made. Um, so when they started the movie, there was no script. Mm. Uh, and it just, it all came together so well. And it just, it just produces basically almost a perfect movie. People adore this movie. It's been 20 years since I've watched it. Oh, you should watch I, it again. Oh, and, and what's it's not funny, long. It's an hour and a half. I know. No, I think it's two hours, but I don't think it's, that it's long. on my list. And I, it's weird that I haven't gotten around to it yet. 
maybe I'm savoring it because I have a feeling I may really enjoy it. Could like be, a couple yeah. of these movies, there's a couple I'm going to mention that I finally sure. got round to seeing that I just like Rear Window. You know, oh, I yeah. watched all of Hitchcock's and I only watched Rear Window like 10 years ago. And I, oh, it was my yeah. favorite. Right. Um, it, it's a great choice. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's why it's one of the most revered films of all time. Okay, good. Um, let's see. For some reason, I'm still on the musical kick. The Wizard of Oz. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's yeah. a, I really, truly think it's a masterpiece. Uh, I mean, I think Judy Garland's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Wicked Witch of the West scared the shit out of me. Yeah. It's so quotable. <laughs> Stupid monkeys. Yeah, but the way the film is done in black and white and the, yeah, the, the same actress is playing the Wicked Witch of the mm-hmm. West who's like the, the nasty neighbor mm-hmm. and then the tornado and then it moves into color and then the screen expands. Again, watch this on a big screen. Yeah. Yeah, just phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And Judy Garland is just it's a, it's an incredible film. I I absolutely adore it. I think it's I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I know um they run it or they used to run it every year around Christmas uh, on network television, which really, yeah. you know, I can't watch a movie on network television anymore <laughs> because I can't handle commercials or edits. Right. But um Yeah, I don't. You know, do this that. is this is the type of movie that there's no way you're not going to grow up with it. Right. It's just, yeah. it's just Every just kid has got to yep. see this movie. Yep. But it blew me away. I saw it. It had been a long time since I had seen it. And I saw it a couple of years ago again. And I was like, wow, this really, it really holds up. Yeah. It's it's nearly 100 years old. Yeah. It's 1939. It's, and it, it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, amazing. All right, my friend. Okay, number three. Here we're in the really movie snob. That's, okay. that's going to be what generally is considered the number one American film of all time. Citizen Kane. <sighs> So, so now, here we let me, let are me going pre, to let me preamble this yeah, first have and say it's not a rewatchable film. I can't stand it's, this movie, my friend. I'm going to respect you, but the, I, the the filmmaking is the best filmmaking in the history of American movies. Everyone tells me that. The best. I I watched. Don't worry, you're gonna. I watched Citizen Kane um, a year ago purely for this reason. Like, what is wrong with me? I'm Tony, the movie guy. I remember watching it as a kid found it boring so I, I sat down like i said like popcorn drink schedule cleared i'm gonna watch this and i i just found it mm. so boring and i mm. don't know why and everyone talks about angles and cinematography and i was like where and i maybe because i had just heard about it so much i didn't hate it hate is a strong word but it was so boring. It felt like a slog to get through it. And I was like, okay, well, I did that. It's off my list. And I don't need to watch it again. And I don't... There's, every now and then, sometimes you don't connect with a film that everyone else loves. But like Arrival, everyone loved and just thought it was amazing. And I, I didn't like it oh, at all. I pulp found Fiction. It, yeah, there you go. Like, right. So this is like my Pulp Fiction. Right. I don't understand the reverence for this movie. You know, um, it's... I, by the way, the next film on my list is an Orson Welles movie. So I love uh, him and we'll talk about right. that. But I don't get why Citizen uh, Kane is so acclaimed. It's, it's, for me, it's the cinematography. I know the, that, what you said Send about... Me those scenes. It, it, it's so See, I knew good. about Rosebud. It's so good. Yeah. And at the time, Orson Welles knew that it was good. If you watch mm. the movie and watch the first title card that comes up, he shares the title card as director with Greg Toland, the cinematographer. Mm. They're on the same title card, mm. uh, which doesn't happen. Right. When's the last time you saw that? Yeah. It's because yeah. he knew how how much of a contribution Greg Toland made to this this movie. Um, if you ever do watch it again, um, I mean, I, I, almost I'm have to almost give it a try. every shot 
is a master class in cinematography. Wow. Lighting, angles, uh, you know, even the direction as far as the actor position versus where the camera is. I just, it, and it, it's just spectacular. Spectacular. Yeah, uh, and I respect that. So clearly, again, this is why films are made for everyone and somehow it just doesn't connect right. with me. Because right. I genuinely, I sat down like, I'm ready for this. Mm -hmm. This is the greatest movie ever made. Show me what you got. And I was like, <laughs> I, it can be boring. It can be yeah. boring. I do understand that. But, but you can't, how can you say that about a movie that is a masterpiece, that is boring? Uh, Apocalypse Now you, is a masterpiece. And I think Apocalypse Now is boring. Oh, I love Apocalypse Now. It's on my list. <laughs> anyway, it's okay. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I have very strong feelings, very strong that's feelings fine. about that that's movie. That's fine. Because I know it's so that's acclaimed. Fine. And that's, yeah. what, that's what it's supposed to do. I mean, that's, that's yeah. that, you know, if you turn around and say, oh, I have no real opinion about that, the truth that's is, not a good movie. The truth is, I actually get what you're saying. Like, 2001 A Space Odyssey didn't make my list. Because I sit and watch that movie, and I think it's one of the most visually stunning films mm -hmm. I will ever watch. And I've seen it five times, and I still don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I really don't. Yep, yep. Um, but it's visually spectacular. Yeah, I, kind I of... can respect that so much. Um, so I guess I do right. get it a little bit. But yeah, yeah. it's frustrating because yeah. I should like Citizen Kane. Right. It's like The Wire, which is like the most acclaimed TV show. Have you ever seen The Wire? Of course. I find it so boring. Wow. I can't get through season one. No, no, no. On that one, really? I, think, I think something's wrong with me that I don't like. <laughs> I'm like, why don't I? I can't get into it. It's so wow. bizarre. Isn't that weird? Yeah. No, Some, I mean, it's not weird. I mean, it, it's all subjective. Yeah. Right? You know. <sighs> so okay, Apocalypse so Now. Huh? That was yours, right? Okay. Yeah. Apocalypse Now. I mean, I... So you're not a big fan. I, I think it's too long. I think it's a I think it's too long. Um, I think it's a good movie. Um, I I'm, I get a little bored. Have on you it. seen Heart of Darkness though, the documentary? I have not. Oh, I do want to see that. Watch that. Um, that everyone was tripping balls and practically insane right. making that film. Right. Um, it's Coppola. Well, I know course. Brando was like out of his mind oh crazy. no martin sheen uh, watch that documentary it's in, but martin sheen incredible robert yep. deval oh, yeah. uh, marlon brando uh, i mean oh, dennis hopper also just the depiction of like insanity of war mm -hmm. and vietnam uh i, I love it the the, the music the the, the right, cinematography yeah oh it i love i love that movie yeah. i mean Go, these guys surfing while they're just blowing up villages and i mean it's right. just great yeah I, I love the smell of napalm in the in morning, the morning. Oh. oh yeah i love it watch that documentary Heart okay. of Darkness. I will. it is I will. a mind trip all right man what you got we'll uh, roll through these so number two is uh, a foreign film okay and it's it's an italian film by a director named vittorio de sica Okay. It's called The Bicycle Thief. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, I know this. Very, very simple movie. Mm -hmm. It's about a, a guy who is supporting his family um, during kind of a, a depression. He requires a bike. When did this come out? 59? Yeah, yeah, yeah 50s. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, he requires his bike to basically he delivers things you know, or puts flyers up or whatever. Whatever he can get work doing. And his bike gets stolen. Mm. And the movie literally is him and his little son, who can't be more than six years old, yeah. uh, going around Rome Looking trying to bike. find his bike. And um, spoiler alert, uh, at the very end, he does something that disappoints his son. I mean, the, the film ends with a 
his son looking extremely disappointed in mm. him and it destroys him mm. and uh not a happy ending mm. um but um just a spectacular a spectacular example of a very simple um neoclassicist work which is what the italian kind of movement was back then right. where they were doing very 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 simple stories um in rome uh post-war italy we went to rome last uh, year for vacation oh, nice uh, and uh, it's just it's just a spectacular Roman spectacular Holiday movie. is one of my wife's oh, yeah, favorite sure. movies, which Roman almost great. made my list. Yeah, that's great. I adore that movie. Um, yeah, I've heard of it. I've I see, I've seen it once. I think I need mm -hmm. to revisit again, and I enjoyed it. And you're right, it's kind of depressing. Right. It's a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Um, but it is a great. But it's film. so good. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. My next one is an Orson Welles movie, The Third Man. Okay, that's on my honorable mentions. This is one of the most yeah. acclaimed British films mm -hmm. of all time. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, this film blew me away. And, and talk about camera angles, talk about cinematography. Yep. This film, that's why, especially when I compared this to Citizen Kane, I was like, what am I missing? This film has angles of the streets and the lights and that final sequence where the girl just walks down the street yeah. at the end and just walks right past her. The yeah. cinematography of that shot is just incredible. Mm -hmm. And this is 78, no, this is 89 years ago. Right, right. That blew me away. And the whole twist, and oh, it, it, I love this movie. Yeah. And it doesn't I, have anyone of note in it other than Orson, Orson Welles. Welles. Well, Joseph Cotton was. I didn't know who they were, know, but yeah. he was fantastic. Uh, and of the course, girl. Um, uh, who's the police inspector? Oh, he was phenomenal. Uh, See, I don't know the actors. You, I forgot his like name. You do. I forgot his name. Um, so is this Leslie is Howard? Maybe. This is regarded as like the greatest right. the greatest British movie well, of all time. Well, certainly um, Orson Welles has probably the best line he's ever had, and that includes The Godfather, where mm. he's saying, you know... And Orson Welles? Orson Welles has the best line of his oh, career over in The Third Godfather. Man. Yeah, yeah. It, it, as far as lines go. I mean, oh, there's right, a lot right, of right. great lines in yeah, Godfather. Yeah, yeah. I think his, his big cuckoo clock line in Third Man is better. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know it word for word, but uh, okay. he's comparing... Um, how the Swiss the Swiss don't have any war or anything like that, and their big contribution is a cuckoo clock. Whereas Italy, that's had a lot of war, has Da Vinci, Michelangelo, and all these yeah. other great artworks. So um, it's just, yeah, I agree. It's it's, it's, it's one of my honorable movie. mentions, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, and the only reason it's not high on my list is I've seen it twice because I only discovered it a couple of years ago. Oh. I mean, discovered it. I knew about it, but I finally I. So as I said. Um, Pre-60s has kind of been my weakness and foreign mm -hmm. movies. So I, I've been making a mission to really go back and watch those films. Um, so I'm working through a very extensive list. Right. Uh, but Third Man is phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so my number one movie of all time, my mm -hmm. absolute favorite movie of all time. Yes. Is Akira Kurosawa. Oh, it is Kurosawa. And it is the movie Seven Samurai. Oh, my God. Now uh, I have to watch so this more than anything. The four-hour version. Ugh. You have to watch the four-hour version. It goes by like that, like a snap. I so he really is as good as people say. Yes, yes. Kurosawa is my, what do you call it, my blind spot. Like I've heard of him. Everyone knows him. Yeah. I haven't seen a single one. He has ran. Yeah, it doesn't he matter has, what movie. What, what's the other? It. There's another. Rashomon. I've heard Rashomon, of. Yeah. Throne of Blood. Yeah. The Hidden Fortress, which right. is what Star Wars is based on. Right. Uh, Seven Samurai, which is what Magnificent Seven is based right. on. Uh, Ron, of course, Red Beard, Sanjuro, Yojimbo, which is 
a Yojimbo. fistful of dollars. Yeah. That's a fistful of dollars. Yeah. It's a remake of Yojimbo, Sanjuro, um, those who tr- tread on tiger's tails. There, I mean, it's, give me it's so three. Many. I have to three. watch from Seven Kurosawa. Samurai. Of course, Seven Samurai, Rashomon. Okay. Probably and the Yojimbo third one, or... either Ron or Throne of Blood. Okay. Those are the two. Throne of Blood is his Macbeth. Okay. Uh, if you're familiar with Shakespeare, yeah, yeah, of uh, is his I'm Macbeth. <laughs> uh, Ron is his King Lear. Okay. Uh, King Lear is my favorite Shakespeare play, so I really have a soft spot for Ron. But Throne of Blood is pretty good. If you want to see a really evil female character, really? you Throne of Blood is. So this is your favorite movie. Seven Samurai is my favorite movie of wow. all time. I saw it for the first time in college in a huge auditorium. Uh, and then I saw it on Laserdisc several times. And it's from the 50s, right? It is, late 50s. Uh, and then they screened it at the New Art in Santa Monica. And I saw it on the big screen as well. And yeah. that was uh, amazing. So what about it is so... Well, Kurosawa is a master at uh, directing actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you do watch it, watch his positioning of his actors, where, where he puts them in the frame, uh, because that's his strength. Um the scenes go on. So he, he does a fight scene, a duel between two guys, and he spends a lot of time on the spectators just watching. Wow. Like nothing's happening in the duel, but yet he'll show the spectators looking one way, then the other, then one way. And if you look at all his shots of people, most of his shots of a group of people, you should be able to see every face. There's no one obscured by another person. Wow. It's actually quite phenomenal. You know, you don't really think about it when you watch it, but you just look at how he does this. The direction is just... Uh, I mean, yeah, Scorsese, I cut out Scorsese, this, Scorsese considers him a mentor. Oh, no. I mean, so. he's not just acclaimed by people who love movies. He's acclaimed by almost every filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very Western. Like, so he's very I'm Western. well aware how much of a, a blind... This is... Yeah. This is not okay that right. I haven't seen a Kurosawa right. movie right. still. Um, and I didn't realize it was your number one. That's it awesome. My number I got to check it out. My number yeah. one. Yep. And I know Seven Samurai is like the most acclaimed one, but I've heard like Yojimbo is. is incredible. Uh, all Rashomon, of them. And, uh, I, you know, it, pick them out of a hat. Yeah. They're, they're all really good. I mean, his early ones are shorter. Um, and his later ones are much longer. Yeah. You know, Kage Musha, Dursu Azala, which was finest in Russia. Um, wow. Redbeard with Toshiro Mifune, who's his, his big actor. Uh, Ikiru, if you ever heard of Ikiru. I've heard of it. Amazing, yeah. amazing. Yeah. And that struggled to make my list. Wow. So. All right. So is that your main list? That is my main list. All right. Well, somehow I still have one, two, three, four, five more on my main list. Well, and I then have, I've got a bunch of uh, honorable mentions. I have mentions. four more honorable mentions. Okay, good. Uh, well, let's go through because we're yeah, way we'll over time, yeah. but I'm enjoying this. So. Yeah, it's fun. All right. Saving Private Ryan. Great. Spielberg. That first 30 minutes is well, the best war movie ever made. Yeah, so here's what's minutes. funny. I, I completely agree, but I'm also someone who also just loves the whole damn movie. I really adore the whole movie. The characters, um, I mean, even Vin Diesel is freaking good in oh, this yeah, movie. He's great. Barry Pepper's incredible in it. Um, it it's Tom such, Hanks. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, can't Hanks go wrong with Tom Hanks. Yeah. Even Matt Damon in the small role he right, plays. He's so good. Great. Tom Sizemore. But yeah. you're right. The opening sequence is is groundbreaking right just right. absolutely phenomenal right 
Um, so I won't say more about that, but okay. it's an incredible, uh, incredible tribute to to like war and like right. r- respecting you know sure. everyone who died for for the war and stuff. But uh, it's just it's so well. Even Giovanni Rabisi. Oh yeah, there's they're so all many good. supporting yeah, good. Uh, Jeremy Ted, Davis. Ted Danson. Yeah, Ted Danson's has a cameo as a as a colonel or whatever. Yeah. I was it, just like, wow. So I I love that film. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna roll through mine and then I'll let you okay. roll through Go yours. Grease. Okay. I, I I mean look I get it but I grew up watching Grease mm-hmm. and I think it's inc- I I I just love it. I love the music. I love the dances. I love how risky that film is because I watched it when I was five years old and people don't realize like if you listen to the lyrics of Grease uh, yeah. Lightning, <laughs> Grease Lightning, those lyrics are very right. risque. Right. Uh, look, I understand it might be a joke to some people, but look at how much it stood the test of time. Yeah, I mean, that kind of explains a little bit about Pulp Fiction. Right. You know, Pulp Fiction was nostalgia for John Travolta, right. who's up until that point, you know, throw out Saturday Night Fever and Welcome Back, Cotter. Yeah. His claim to fame was Greece. Right. It certainly wasn't Look Who's Talking. Right. right? Which I so, like, man, but it's <laughs> certainly not a classic. So, yeah, that that's, you know, yeah. I understand the choice. I yeah. understand the choice. So that's Greece. Silence of the Lambs uh, is one of my favorite thrillers of all time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, Anthony Hopkins has 15 minutes of screen time and mm-hmm. won the Oscar, mm-hmm. the best yep. actor. Yep. But Jodie Foster is Right. Stunning Buffalo Bill Ugh, is so underrated yeah, as a villain. His his Ted Levine, actor, Ted Levine oh. or Levine, sure, is, a great um, big fat person. He's oh. uh, anything he does, and you know he he spent a good amount of his career playing the captain in the show Psych. Right, like, and uh, it was just he just had this kind of. I remember him the most from. I hate to say it, a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie called Nowhere to Run. Oh, God, um, yeah. And he was the bad guy in that one. Uh, and uh, he just has this this ugh, yeah, thing but It's about phenomenal him, so. filmmaking yeah. as well, though. Well, the whole Denny, ending in the, yeah. in the dark with the with the, uh, the goggles. Yeah. Stuff. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And uh, Hannibal's escape sequence. Uh, I mean, it's just groundbreaking. Yeah. Yep. Okay, uh, the OG, like, comedy to me, one of my greatest comedies of all time, Monty Python's Holy, Holy Grail. Grail. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I, I think I know that film by verbatim. Yeah. I, I've watched it a hundred times, but I've listened to the soundtrack probably mm-hmm. 2000 times. Um, I, I'm British, so I love Monty <laughs> Python, but that film, oh, I love my Holy Grail too. I actually like life of Brian more. I love both, but, uh, but I'm Holy Grail yeah, all yeah. the way, but yeah. I love both. Yeah. Um, so good. And then the last on my full list, uh, I've got a lot of Spielberg here, Jaws. Jaws. I, I mean, struggled with that one. I didn't know whether to put it on or not. Um, it's so you know. good because right. it gets better each time I watch yeah. it. So for 4th of July, guess what we did? We got a she big got a... screen and we watched it in the water. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we watched it on a big Jeez. screen in the water and I loved it in pitch black darkness. Oh, that's great. It, it's so good um, because it works that the shark was broken and you, you don't see it much until right. the end. Right. But the banter and the, the those characters are, are just phenomenal. You know, Schneider and um, Dreyfus and yep. what's the and other Robert guy? Shaw. Oh my God. Robert, Robert Shaw. Shaw. Who yeah. apparently was <laughs> drunk on set all the time. Oh, he's like that in every movie he does. He's phenomenal. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. 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 I love that movie. It's yeah. fantastic. So that's my main list. Okay. Uh, and then I'll just mention once you do yours, I'll mention okay. my honorable mentions, but let's go okay. through your last one. So I've been starting with a lot of uh, fun, man. Yeah, this has been great. Uh, Mulholland Drive. Great David film. Lynch, Naomi so Watts. So trippy. Trippy. To um, me, that film's great 
great because Naomi Watts is phenomenal. Right. And I, but I, I don't know what the uh, hell is going right. on. And I don't un- understand how Laura uh, Elena Herring, who plays the other lead, didn't to do her? anything. Right. Yeah. I, Gorgeous as yeah, well. She's amazing. See, Blue Velvet is my Lynch. I love Blue Velvet. I like Blue Velvet too, but it. Mulholland Drive is my yeah, Really? Lynch. Yeah. yeah. It's too weird for me. At right. least Blue Velvet kind of comes together. Right. And I know what's going on. Right. And Dennis Hopper is so good. Right. Um, Mulholland Drive, I'm just. I, I just don't know what the yeah. hell was going on. Well, like most of great. David Lynch's yeah, of course, movies. intersection. Yeah. And uh, uh, so uh, the Seahawk. This is Errol Flynn. It's a oh, swashbuckler. Wow. Yeah, back in the uh, day. Most people, when they think Errol Flynn, they think Captain Blood. Um, but the Seahawk is just. I, I, you know, I told you earlier, I'm a big pirate. He guy. did Robin Hood, right? <laughs> Adventures of Robin Hood, yeah. which also was going to be yeah. on my list. Um, and, but the Seahawk to me is definitive swashbuckling, and I wow. love swashbucklers. Um, he plays, uh, I think he's based on Henry Morgan, the pirate. He, um, is a privateer for the queen of England who unofficially, uh, basically declares war on Spain and, uh, just stunts. And it's just a great classic swashbuckler. Yeah, I mean, good movie. old Errol. Flynn. Yeah. He's, and he's great. I mean, despite the rumors that he was a Nazi, he yeah. wasn't. Well, but, we're talking uh, about the actor. Right, it's like Kevin right, Spacey. You know, right, everyone shits on him. Right. He still was a phenomenal actor. Right. I can't That's now right. erase that. That's right. Um, so this one is going to be interesting. It's another Scorsese okay, film. Let's hear it. Another Scorsese film. It's called The Last Temptation of Christ. I have seen it. Um, again, I'm not like religious. Yeah. I absolutely love this movie. So controversial. I, I don't understand. So I, I understand why it's controversial, but I don't understand why it continues to be controversial. I mean, Jesus Christ, like... He makes the choice... Has sex with Mary Magdalene and... But it's not real. And, no, but there's like a and, sex scene in the film, and, so I understand why it was controversial. And he decides not to go that route because right. it's not real. It's basic. Right. It's the temptation. It's the temptation. And yeah. he decides to become the son of God and sacrifice right. himself. I guess that's the whole point. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, it's a little funny seeing... Harvey Keitel as Judas in, yeah. a, in his Brooklyn accent, yeah. but but you know I William Defoe, who to me is one of Phenomenal. the most solid actors yeah. working today. Um, you know he's great and just uh, you know Scorsese's direction. Did you understated. see Silence, which came? Out I have a few not years seen ago. Silence yet. Again, I'm it's not very long. I'm not religious. I right. loved it. I, I do want to see it. I loved it. It I was. Do I don't know it. why I enjoyed it. It yeah. was so beautifully right. done. Very eerie. Very dark. Right. But, and I do. Ooh, I do want to yeah, see it. I have not good. yet. No, I've seen this. I, right. Again, I somehow I saw it as a kid with my dad. <laughs> right. And my last honorable mention is one I I struggled so much. I wanted. To, I was thinking I want to put a Disney movie in. Um, see, that was hard for me. Right. Like Lion King. James Bond. We got no James Bond right, movie. I know. Uh, the Goonies. You know, uh, none of those. So, so I we could go yeah, on a roll. I know. Uh, yeah. So I decided to go with the Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, I love it. Wes my, Anderson. As my final. Yeah. Um, See, it's weird because like Life Aquatic uh, is my favorite Wes Anderson, which I know most people don't. Like. I love I adore Life Aquatic. It. And then Rushmore is just incredible. Rushmore is great, but, but Royal, Royal Tenenbaums incredible. Film. Has it's the perfect mix of direction, yeah. casting, and story. Just yeah. everything kind of comes together. Yeah, we from, do have similar tastes. From Danny Glover to, to Angelica Houston to Gwyneth Paltrow to Luke Wilson to Ben Stiller to Ben Stiller's and of goodness. course Gene Hackman, yeah. who's amazing. Uh, just. I, 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 Bill there's Murray. No, there's nothing I can say bad about the movie. Oh, I, no, you know, I love Luke, um, Owen Wilson is yeah. hilarious yeah. in it, and it, it's tragic at the same time. It's yeah. hilarious, and you find I mean, yourself I shouldn't be laughing Anderson at this, fan. but yeah. you are. And you know, Alec Baldwin does the voiceover in that That's movie. Right? Yeah. Um, I, it's just 
you know, it's just a great, great movie. All right, man, we got to wrap this up. This has been so much fun. Yeah. I'm just going to read off um my uh honorable mentions which was originally i had like 20 honorable mentions right. like well, i can't do that um it, it's really you're right it's really hard doing these kinds of lists a clockwork orange i mean we didn't yep. even do a kubrick um that's tr- that true. film yep. um for some reason as batshit crazy as as it is i mean i read the book from anthony burgess i i love it uh cool hand luke paul newman yeah paul newman uh, nice I, I think that film's incredible Laugh, I, I don't care. Mary Poppins, oh, man. I love it. Love uh, Mary it's Poppins. It's a masterpiece. You've got a Disney one. Nice. Yeah, it's it's a masterpiece. Uh, De Niro, Taxi Driver. Of course. I mean, incredible. Yep. It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. I saw it for the first time last year. It was a running what? joke on this podcast that I had no interest in that film, and I kept shitting on it. And then I had to wow. eat crow because I finally watched it, and I was like, oh, my God, I loved it. I didn't just like wow. it. I loved it. Wow. I thought it was incredible. Badlands, Terrence Malick. Oh yeah, I, old uh, school Terrence Malick. I adore Malick. Yeah. that movie. Yeah, I, I absolutely adore. Princess Bride, oh, masterpiece. Oh, yeah, I love it. The Deer Hunter. Uh, yeah, Russian Roulette. Oh my, Christopher Walken's oh, my amazing. God, and that's a Meryl four Streep. hour movie. Yeah. They don't make movies like that anymore. Nope, they sure don't. The Bridge Over the River Kwai. Again, Talk another about one. An epic. Yeah, uh, David Lean again. Alec Guinness. Lawrence of Arabia. Doctor Zhivago. Oh, Bridge the Over Madness. The River Kwai. Yeah, yep. incredible movie. Yep. Marlon Brando on, on the, the waterfront. waterfront. Yep, could have been, been a contender. contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, so phenomenal. Uh, some like it hot. Huh? Uh, AFI's number one comedy of all time. So Marilyn Monroe, I was obsessed oh, with. Oh yeah. And uh, I, I love, love, love this. I love Seven Year Rich as well. How to Marry a Millionaire, oh, yeah. Niagara. Um, oh, yeah. But I just saw that again last year. Psycho, of course, of course. Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Amadeus from the uh, yeah. 80s. Tom Have you Holsey. seen that movie? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, I know. I mean, Salieri. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's great. That film is phenomenal. And then Deliverance. Wow. Have you seen Deliverance? Sure. Oh. I love that yeah. movie. It's so disturbing. Yeah, it's very disturbing. Um, Burt Reynolds is phenomenal. In oh, it. yeah. But that's, I mean, look, I could have done Boogie Nights. I could have done Magnolia. Oh, yeah. I could have done a thousand I mean, movies. This has been a lot of fun, my friend. It uh, has been. This has been amazing. Time. I did. This was amazing. Yeah, and that was a great bunch of, uh, you know, uh, films we discussed. Yeah, we could have gone another three hours. Yeah, now I am so dedicated to... A, I have to watch Kurosawa. Right. And I also need to sit down. I don't know if I want to watch Citizen Kane again. Yet, That's all right. I want to watch Casablanca well, again. And if you uh, of time. if you do Seven Samurai and yeah. you want to do a show on it, give me a call. <laughs> I will. <laughs> all right, man. It was a pleasure having you on. All right. Thanks, all right. Tony. Good night, folks. Thanks so much for listening to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. Friendly reminder to rate and review our podcast on iTunes. We really appreciate it. And also don't forget to follow Tony on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tony the Movie Guy. And we will see you in two weeks. Bye-bye.